What a year it's been. I saw somebody wrote that. What a year it's been. No, it's only been a month. January's done. February 1st, 2023 begins now on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And to say that the FDA is a uh, government unto itself uh, doesn't even come close to what it is. And we're going to talk to somebody who understands not just the oligarchy from a, a you know a national perspective, but that's been involved in it at the NGO level, non-governmental organization level, UN, UNICEF, et cetera. And I haven't gotten to speak to many people that have been on the inside of that. I'm very excited to have Aga Wilson on the show today. And what and she's doing incredible work. Not she's not there anymore, thank God. But we'll be talking to her about her experience as well as the great work that she's doing now. Uh, with her own show and uh, a campaign, hashtag Can We Talk About It, another uh, vaccine injury discussion. And we've got the debut of Utah Safe and Effective uh, at the Capitol in Salt Lake City tonight as well. So there's a lot happening. Um, We'll see if we can get to all the stories, including a a really good question, an acute injury question related, related to broken bones in the finger, as well as nerve damage and what to do about it. I've got some insight for you there. So stand by for that, robertscabell.com slash listen for the chat room. We'll see you there in just a moment. And Super Don will get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. I think of the myriad of reasons why uh, we would all be better off having Jonathan E. Mord in the United States Senate. And I just add another one with the opening story today. The FDA claiming that the end of the COVID health emergency will not slow it down or stop it from granting emergency use authorization clearances for jabs and drugs. No, I'm not. I'm not making that up. It's not like, oh, you have this bias. You hate the FDA because you think that they're the third leading cause of death or maybe the second or the first because they approve things that do kill people regularly and they don't actually protect the food supply from being adulterated. And they do, in fact, run a protection racket for the pharmaceutical industrial complex. And and. You know, it, it is not my bias here talking. This is an article out of CNBC that relates something that even I, yes, the guy that has railed on the FDA for decades now to point out how rogue an agency it is and how we would be much better off, much healthier, far fewer deaths, annual mortality rates would drop precipitously if we did not have a fear and death administration as we know it today in FDA. The article with Superdon showing it right now, end of the COVID health emergency won't slow FDA clearance of shots and treatments. Three key bullet points here that they start off with. The FDA said the end of the public health emergency will not impact its ability to authorize COVID vaccines, tests, and treatments on an emergency basis. Well, okay. So uh, first question you have to ask is, why did we even need an emergency declaration by the president, whether it was Trump before uh, Biden or not? What's the point? FDA could have just said, hey, We already have the power. We got the power. Let's go ahead and just roll out whatever we want. I mean, isn't that basically what they're saying here? The Biden administration is planning to terminate in May. We talked about this yesterday, May 11th. They said it's a target date because now the Republican-controlled Congress says we're going to rescind it from our perspective of, uh, you know, a check and a balance. My gosh, Congress actually 
trying to uh, exert co-equal uh, powers. Oh, what a shock that is. Uh, the FDA, the bullet point here is use separate emergency powers to authorize Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson and Novavax vaccines. See this, I don't mean to be naive because I, I really try to stay up on stuff, but super Don all throughout the last three years of the uh, declared emergency. I don't recall the FDA ever saying we don't even need the emergency powers. You guys granted us. We've been surprised. Using- <laughs> yeah. We, we've been using our own. We already had the power. <clears throat> oh, really? What? Interesting. That's, I mean, did I miss that? Bad, bad, bad. bad um, yeah. Nobody, nobody explained that to anybody until now. Well, I maybe, maybe we're just, we just missed the, we didn't get the memo, I guess, but we, we didn't. Apparently, according to this, the FDA does not need an emergency declaration from the White House in order to approve a vaccine for an emergency use authorization. Mm-hmm. See, in the article, it links a hyperlink to emergency powers, which links to the, the emergency use authorizations. And in it, it's, it references specifically Section 564 of the Food Drug Cosmetic Act. That said, when the secretary of HHS declares an emergency use authorization is appropriate, FDA may authorize unapproved medical products or unapproved uses of approved medical products to be used in an emergency to diagnose, treat, or prevent serious or life-threatening diseases. So it's interesting because now they're saying all it takes is a declaration from the secretary of the health of health and human services Hmm. under it. I'm reading. It says, please note a determination under section 319 of the public health service act that a public health emergency exists, such as the one issued on January 31st, 2020. That was done by, I believe, Trump at that point. Uh, does not enable FDA to issue EUAs. But on February 4th, 2020, the HHS secretary determined that there is a public health emergency. So they're really trying to claim that it didn't matter what the president said. It was only on February 4th, which technically followed by about four or five days, the initial declaration by the president. So I, I'm not sure. I mean, this is a this is a I think a Jonathan Emord question for sure on tomorrow's broadcast. But it raises some ugly questions that we have an agency that has no constraints, no restraints, and nobody's willing to call them out. So if the Republican-controlled House of Representatives says to Biden as president in the executive branch or resident, for those that say that, hey, we're calling that emergency over, and then he says, okay, okay, I'll do it, May 11th. We'll see how, how fast or if it happens. Then we come to find out, well, it doesn't matter anyway. The FDA can continue on with its EUAs. Then what's the point of having a, an executive branch or a president that supposedly is the, is the head of the executive branch? Isn't the HHS part of the executive branch? We know that HHS, FDA, all of these uh, elements of the oligarchy, the bureaucratic oligarchy, have combined all three branches of the government into one in violation of separation of powers. That's not a controversy here, at least. That's something we've talked, I've talked about for years. The executive, legislative, and judiciary all rolled into one. The great danger that our founders said that should be separated out because having a king, queen, or emperor that has all of those powers in one lends itself to perpetual warfare, whether it be foreign excursions or domestic terrorism against the people by government, not by rogue elements that have have, uh, snuck in through Mexico even though that could be an issue, of course, as well. So I, I, I look at this story and I'm like, all right, why do we need a Jonathan Emord in the executive branch? Well, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, I wouldn't mind saying President Emord either, but, <laughs> but specifically in the Senate, the U.S. Senate. Well, 
<clears throat> here's something you're not thinking about, Robert. Uh, okay. You got to have the White House declare mm-hmm. an emergency. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any food cliffs. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, addition to that. Um, the reliance on uh, handouts from the government, creating uh, even more dependency on government and the ability to print money out of thin air to destroy the, the value of whatever's left in a, in a Federal Reserve note dollar, to weaken it to the point where the economy is so destroyed that nobody wants to take it globally. And therefore, all the inflation we've exported over the years that we're feeling a little bit of domestically in America now comes back to haunt us. And then you find the price of eggs is the least of your concern. Dude, you know, I bought an 18 count of eggs the other night. Yeah. 11 bucks. Yeah. yeah 11 course, bucks. Until we have our own chickens. I mean, we, we pretty much buy organic eggs, which probably have always been pricier than the so-called factory farmed eggs. But, uh, you know, our, our investment in our bodies and our life, it, it really is food is that important. As much as I can grow, I grow. And yet we do make the expense and I don't look at it in terms of, uh, well, it's unaffordable because I believe that eating less than adequate or optimal food is unaffordable for me if I were to end up as sick as I was for the first 24 years of my life. So I don't want to go back there. That's not me defending the price of anything. It's just recognizing that there's a lot of artificial input into the so-called economy, some of which is the strange destruction of the uh, egg production facilities the chicken facilities burning up like they're being napalmed from who knows where, in addition to other claims of avian flu that suddenly they have to kill millions and billions of birds. Based on what? Oh, PCR. Oh, yeah, PCR. Don't get me started on PCR again. Millions of Californians are about to lose COVID food benefits in Orange County braces for a food cliff. So if you had been used to getting, let's say, I think in the article it talks about like 28 bucks, you know, you're getting extra little bit, little bit, 23 bucks. Now you were getting 281 bucks a month for food support or food stamps of some kind. And they're saying that on average, those people will lose 261 of that. So you'll be that back down to about 20 bucks a month of subsidy to your, for your ability to get food. Once again, what is more important than growing food, storing food? Besides, of course, having uh, access to clean water. We begin to see what is really important. We become accustomed to having life so easy in the United States and much of the West that we don't realize the responsibility that we have ultimately that has been artificially taken from us or we've artificially given up because we've been taught we can rely upon these systems of food production to provide cheap, easy access to food forever. And for the poorest among us to then get subsidized by a government printing of money. You know, taxation is really not how they get the money. They print it up. So we're looking at food riots, potentially. The concern is suddenly everybody that was dependent upon the government, you're now going to do whatever the government tells you in order to get access to the food that you want. Or you'll engage in what we call rioting, looting, violent behavior just for your own survival. We talk about another level or layer of a real-life zombie apocalypse. If you get hungry enough... You will do things you wouldn't do when you're not hungry. And I'm not just talking about, you know, hypoglycemic comas that you just, your lizard brain is operating in full force and the higher functions of cognition and knowing right and wrong is gone. That's another aspect of this. So it really portends some things that I don't even like to consider, but I have to, and they are in this uh, voice of OC, Orange County article that I'm seeing here. And it's linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Orange County's impending food cliff. Lines for, for, I mean, 
How long does it remain peaceful? If people get hungry enough, it all courtesy is out the window. You, you, you I don't know. It's, it's just human, human behavior for survival. And to think that that would happen in the United States of America. Well, you know, the idea of how do you uh, convert an animal to socialism, a wild animal? This may be offensive to some, but I'll go ahead and go through this real quickly. You're out in the wilderness and you know these animals that you want to capture and you, you don't want to spend the effort of, 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 of actually having to go out and capture and risk your own life and capturing animals in some way, shape, or form. So you just provide a pile of food in one area consistently every day, every day, every day. And they the animals come and they eat it. It's free. It's easy. I don't have to hunt for it. I don't get there. It is. You put up one side of a fence one day. They look at it, not bothered by it. They come back, they eat the food, put on a second side of the fence. Same thing. They come back, they say, okay, third side of the fence. And they come in to eat the food that is in the middle of that thing. Then you put the uh, fourth side of the fence with a uh, gate. Keep it open. They all come in. You close them. Now, now you got them. And now they'll do whatever, whatever you want them to do just to keep that food rolling. And I, you know, I know it's offensive. So are you saying we're all a bunch of animals or poor people are a bunch of animals? I'm just saying that part of our existence is we have an animal mammalian body that requires food unless you're, uh, what do they call the Sahasra Dal Kanwal, the God eaters, those that claim that they can, they can breathe food from the air. The, you know, I'm still looking for the breatharians. I haven't met one <laughs> that actually I've seen witness to. Maybe it's possible. I don't put it past it in the multiverse. It's possible, I guess. But I don't think many of those folks that are surviving on government uh, largesse and subsidy have figured out a way to do that. Uh, so, Super D, I know you're concerned about this as well. I don't know how much, how many people you see lining up for food where you are in Southern Oregon, but uh, you know these are very real, not fantasies, if you will, in, ter in terms of uh, I speculate that this might could possibly not really. It's not realistic. This is very realistic. Uh, yeah, this is like real world stuff, you know, that, that you're going to see when this, when this, uh, this COVID emergency, uh, declaration is rescinded on May 11th. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to create a problem. And there was already a hunger problem and a homeless problem. Homeless. I bring up homeless because you had the eviction moratorium, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Where for like, you know, months and months and months and months, it was like, yeah, you don't have to pay your rent. Don't worry about it. We realize there's an emergency. Uh, you know, so no, you can't evict anybody, you know, sorry, landlords can't kick but, people yeah, out of their houses. What percentage of people that, that benefited by the, you know, the landlord emergency that said you can't evict anybody took the money that they suddenly found and saved it up so that they could then some, I'm sure some did, but a lot didn't. A lot of them went, woohoo. Yeah. I don't have to pay rent. <laughs> I could buy a, I could buy a TV, you know I mean? It's it. So then when, you know, the, uh, the end of that comes around and they go, okay, well now you got to pay your rent and you, you know, you owe $4,000 because you didn't yeah. pay rent for several months. Yeah. What do you, I, you know, I know, let's see, I know for some people, the idea of socialism sounds good because you think I'm mm -hmm. caring for the poor and et cetera, but it is a spiritually bankrupt idea. It's spiritually immature because uh, this is my belief, but you know, God sent us down here for experience and to become autonomous sustainable, self-sustaining care, be responsible for ourselves so that indeed charitably we could help one another because we have abundance. We believe in helping one another, not because we're coerced or deceived or forced or any of those things. And I think again, the, the spiritual maturation of the species, if I can say it that way, is something we're going to go through again. Do you think that a centralized bureaucracy can, can do better? 
than individuals who are doing really well and are, are lifting others up and helping others that are genuinely in need voluntarily versus by a force. Again, I think the, uh, the political realities that we witness come to spiritual immaturity in terms of the idea that we can just give stuff away for free. You know, look, I can choose to give somebody something for free and I do, uh, just because if I have the ability to do so, I'm happy to do so to help people to heal, for instance. But it isn't because there's a gun to my head or somebody shaming me into doing it. It's like, this is what true charity is. And the idea that the government engages in charity, no, it's about whoever, you know, someone's always going to be benefiting because guess what? The money that's stolen from the average taxpayer that still pays in goes to pay off the stuff that is given away for free. <laughs> so there's somebody still making a lot of money on it. It isn't charity when the government does it. All right, I, I want to pause on that and move into a uh, you know the global perspective here, because something called uh, NGOs, na- non-governmental organizations, of which uh, you know whether you go N- UN or or uh, the WHO, uh, UNICEF. I mean, there are various things. Gavi, the the vaccine promoting group, or the Bill Gates. These are considered often non-governmental organizations, NGOs, and there are a lot of good people that I know and have known over the years that have gone and volunteered within these organizations because they have good hearts. They believe, Hey, this is an organization doing good. I want to do good. I'm going to use, you know, what is it? The Peace Corps, different things like that. Although I don't know how NGO it is, is it an official part of the government, that specific one, but I've know people that have done the Peace Corps. So I'm not making broad accusations of everybody that's been engaged or involved in NGOs, uh, that they're not doing some good, but what's behind the scenes, what's beneath the surface. And could we do better independent of those NGOs? Because if I see like what the FDA does as a government, a quasi-governmental agency, and I argue at this point that it causes much more death, destruction, and mayhem than it actually helps, even though you can point, hey, one thing the FDA did was good, but you weigh that out and go, well, is it a net positive, net negative? And we realize, again, the FDA approves substances, drugs, for instance, that are the third leading cause of death in America. And so if we look at uh, N- uh, NGOs like uh, offshoots of the United Nations, like UNICEF, and we realize, man, they are promoting vaccines for people that don't have vaccine deficiencies because nobody does. And yet within UNICEF, there may be some good things that are happening. I don't dispute that. But to find out more about that backstory and also currently what she's doing for the first time on the Robert Scott Bell Show, Aga Wilson joins us now. And you can go to newsvoice.se. We have that linked up as well as uh, canwetalkaboutit.org and also Children's Health Defense in Europe. Aga, welcome to the Robert Scott Show. Thank you, Robert. I'm super happy to be here with you today. Well, it's good to have you on board. Now, you're originally from where in Europe, right? Somewhere there? Over there? Over the pond? Or I don't know. Sweden, but Sweden. I also, yes, but but I my, my origins are Polish, actually. But I grew up in Sweden. Okay. I came to Sweden when I was five and a half. And then I moved right. to the U.S. to work it's for like, the U.N. It's like me. I don't really claim to be a New Yorker, even though I, I I was there for the first six years of my life, right? Just like you in Poland. Uh, but I do have Polish heritage and roots. My last name was chopped off at the at the Statue of Liberty a few generations ago. It was Belitsky and became Bell. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was nice and easy. <laughs> yeah, no, it became an all-American name from that point forward. Uh, so your history out of Sweden how did you become involved with the NGOs that you've you participated in, UN offshoots, UNICEF, et cetera, uh, before we get into some of your current uh, projects, which are, I'm very excited about. And I'm so glad that you're now connected with Children's Health Defense in Europe as well. 
thank you so much, Robert. So I think that since I was in high school, my dream was to work for the United Nations. Uh, so I, my education is, and background is political science, and I studied uh, something called crisis management and international co cooperation uh, at Uppsala University. So I was kind of, I mean, that was my plan from the beginning. And I think even, you know, it was very hard for people to get into the UN. So I don't think anyone believed that I was actually gonna, gonna, gonna work there because I used to tell my classmates when they asked me, oh, where do you, where do you wanna work after you finish your, your master's? And I said, the UN, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, good luck, you know? <laughs> so, so, so I remember the day when I actually ended up there and I was standing in front of the UN uh, uh, and my dream had come true and I was standing in front, you know, of the big building on 42nd Street. It was, you know, absolutely, I cannot even describe the feeling, but it was like one of the happiest days of my life, of course. So at that point, you were unaware of any controversies associated with the United Nations and people that spoke out against it. You're thinking, well, who are these right-wing radicals that hate the UN? I mean, this is a great organization, I guess, initially your, your thought going in. Oh, yeah. I wanted to, to become a humanitarian. I wanted to save lives. I, you know, I had read a lot about uh, the UN, even at my university. I, I took several classes about the UN and, and just, you know, the global structure. Uh, so, so, you know, for me, I, I don't even think I heard that much. Um, I had heard that much criticism uh, when I started there. So, no, I was totally unaware. So uh, the, uh, tell me a little bit more about your journey on the inside. I think you mentioned UNICEF, and I and I mentioned that from a standpoint as a homeopath, as well as what I've learned about the danger of vaccines around the world, that it becomes a de facto you know, marketing and distribution arm like our own CDC for vaccines produced by multinational corporations that have no allegiance to any nation or state, just their bottom line, under the guise of helping people through injecting them. Yeah, so you know, so when I worked uh, for the UN, I started working for UNDP, which is the UN Development Program, and I was there for for about three years. And and uh, I was working on something called disarmament and, and um, um, demobilization and reintegration of ex-combatants in post-conflict countries. So I was working a lot in post-conflict. Uh, and and, and to, even now, I think you know, I was very lucky because that work was extremely interesting because it was basically going into a country after a conflict and try to set up, you know, rule of law and everything else. And at that time, of course, I didn't know anything about the corruption or, you know, whatever the, the, the UN had, had in mind. And I think, um, you know, I met so many incredible people with the, their heart in the right place that really wanted to make a difference. And I think for many people, it was also frustrating because it's such a huge organization and and after a while you, you you fight you fight and you realize that you know what am i doing i'm sitting here at the office writing policies but what's actually happening on the ground so uh but i also you know was posed with so many challenges i learned a lot i learned so much and all of the stuff i'm using even in my, in my work today because i was coordinating helping coordinate the work of, of 22 UN agencies, including WHO and the World Bank. And all of them were working on DDR at the time. So uh, when I joined UNICEF, I had the same um, job. I was actually working with child soldiers and, and, and youth that had joined armed conflicts in Nepal. Um, so, so, you know, so, so it was a very, very interesting work and I can't say, you know, that, that it wasn't because it really wasn't, it taught me incredibly much. Mm. Um, well, but the then again, yeah, go ahead. Aga. No, but, but then again, 
after about three months when I was there, I started seeing, you know, that it was nothing of what I have thought it was. Um, a lot of, you know, very big egos, a lot of, you know, crazy people, crazy decision-making processes were, were, that were based on egos. Um, so, so it was a huge disappointment for me as well on so many levels, you know, as things that I saw on the inside that were just, you know, I didn't think could ever happen uh, inside an organization that works for, for humanity and human rights. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, so it was a like, very mixed feelings for me. And, and uh, I think for a very long time, you know, it was this whole philosophical, philosophical thinking for me going on in my head, like, you mm -hmm. know, weighing, are we doing the right thing? Like, what, what are we doing here? Um, and also, you know, UNICEF, I, I know UNICEF promotes uh, the vaccination programs. At that time, I had no idea. I just remember very clearly that I was somewhere traveling with the UN and it was probably at a course or something. So there were people coming in from all over the world and someone did mention something. Oh, wow. Did you hear about this, you know, vaccination program in India where they, they uh, distributed um, like vaccines that had uh, expired mm -hmm. and like people started dying like flies. And I'm like, what? Like, why would the UN do something like this? And I just remember someone telling me that. And that was also like an eye opener for, for me. I was like, what? Like, why would they not know about this? Um, so, so there were like small things here and there, but I still didn't pay attention enough to understand, you know, that something was, was really not right. Yeah. Well, perception versus reality. And oftentimes, uh, to be confronted by something that you almost don't want to see or don't want to believe because you have a view, as you said, going in to, you know, as your desire, I said, what I want to do, I want to work, I want to help humanity and all of these things. And, you know, as I've said so much, just within the allopathic medical field most people that are doctors went into it to really help people they wanted to and then they find out that they're trapped by a system that promotes drugging everything that lives breathes moves has an emotion as if all of those things are evidence of a deficiency of those products that often come with or no liability or built into that even when they get fined like many of the major players in big pharma do to the tune of billions of dollars, it's pennies for them in terms of the profitability that they had. So they just kind of write it off as the price of doing business. Uh, and if we look at the United Nations and of course the uh, ten, uh, the attached World Bank and International Monetary Fund, we recognize that those organizations actually thrive only when there is conflict and they profit only when there is conflict, including war. They fund both sides and they cause these countries to get into such debt that they are now trapped and then have to do whatever these international NGOs tell them to do in order to have any infrastructure at all. And so we get into a lot of deception there on a globalist scale. And again, all that well-meaning do-gooder language then falls to reality and says, my gosh, whether the people in there on the average, the average folks that go in mean well, they're dealing with a bureaucracy that is corrupt and disingenuous as anything that's ever been on the planet. And that's saying something, consider what I know about our own FDA and oligarchy here in the United States. Take it to, the, to a global scale. So again, you've seen the inside, you've been in, now you're on the outside doing amazing things I see and I'm witnessing now connecting with Children's Health Defense Europe and the hashtag, can we talk about it, which is a very much something we do talk about here on this show, the injuries, <laughs> especially due to the COVID jabs, even though we've been covering vaccine injury stories long before there was COVID since I opened up the microphone in 1999 on this show. So it's not new, but it's become broadened because more people are overtly connecting the shot to the injury, even as we tried to explain that for years. And now people are complaining, why didn't you tell us? I'm like, what do you think we were trying to tell you all this year? 
I got to take a deep breath. Sorry, I got a lot, <laughs> lot pent up over years over this. Again, welcome, welcome to this uh, to this movement, so to speak. And uh, just tell me a little bit about what you're doing now. Yeah, so I'm actually not that new either because I, I joined the medical freedom movement kind of uh, six years ago mm -hmm. uh, when I myself was uh, was injured during pregnancy uh, or after I gave birth to my son, I I I had the detox shot during my pregnancy, so I I, I was suffering from rheumatoid arthritis. Um, so I kind of, you know, even before COVID, I mean, we all kind of knew already that, that mm -hmm. something was not right and, and, and things were gonna, gonna maybe expand into something not so great. But, uh, um, I think in the beginning, uh, we were trying to get stories from vaccine injured, but they were so gaslighted and attacked online that it was very difficult. So. I had seen this also for, for many years before. So um, when, when the time was right and I saw that these stories started coming out more and more, we, we did launch the Can We Talk About It campaign, which aims to break the silence about COVID-19 vaccine injury and death. Uh, but for me, it goes like much, much more in depth than that because, and, and even for this year, uh, the thing that I, I really want to focus on this year is to find solutions and, and help the injured heal. Um, so, so the campaign also currently works with a lot of doctors and scientists, um, and people, uh, doing research so that we can actually get answers to what is actually happening to the body from these, uh, these vaccines. And as you know, for sure, uh, we know very little still, we're, we're kind of, yeah. you know, just at the beginning of this and, and trying out different things. And, and it's really difficult because we see that some things work very well for some people but then others for others it's it's the opposite um so i think you know we we um you don't have anything yet that works 100 percent, you know for for everyone or for the majority but i'm very positive that we will get there and i think you know it's important that we because you know our governments are not helping us and they're not gonna um, fund these research so 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 we are looking you know for for funding in order to be able to to do all of this and, and find the answers. Well, yeah, redirecting the funds that have been swallowed up by the growth of these uh, unlimitedly large and growing bureaucracies is a challenge. As we said, we've, we, we've become reliant upon things like the NIH and NIAID, where in the United States, uh, Anthony Fauci has had decades of rulership as, a, as, a, as powerful as any king, queen, or emperor and directing billions and billions and billions of dollars of research funds. And those funds only go to the things that are approved of by him or his handlers. And never what do we look at actual injuries and deaths due to the things that they're promoting. The money interests that have uh, control over our regulatory agencies and even the direction of research within our in research institutions. And I don't think that's unique just to the United States. Most Western democracies have been captured by the pharmaceutical industry at this point. And you know, it's interesting as we look at uh, the so-called vaccine uptake, even though they're not vaccines technically, the mRNA injections, the areas where there have been the least shots or no shots at all have fared the best under COVID, including areas in Africa that they want to target, yeah. like they have been through UNICEF, uh, including one of the controversies you didn't mention, I've, I've talked about before, I'm sure you're aware of now, uh, the vaccines that were sp spiked with HCG, human chari chorionic gonadotropin, uh, and that created uh, termination of pregnancies when they became pregnant. So, um, there's a lot of corruption and many people are waking to realize we can't reform those organizations. We must find a way outside of them to create a new, a different track. 
Yes, I, 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 I do believe that for sure. But, you know, one thing that I that I do find interesting or, or maybe something that we can't, we, they are doing well is that we do have the international law and human rights. And even if it's, you know, not followed maybe by all countries as it should be, it's still, a, you know, a legal framework that we have to use, you know, to our advantage as well, because we have all the human rights uh, in the declaration and uh, where it very clearly says that we should have freedom of speech and freedom to choose uh, over our own bodies and what goes into them and all of that. So, so you know, I'm always trying to find the positive sides of things just in order to, you know, um, make something, you and something the life out of it. Yeah, always look on the bright side of life. No, I'm, exactly. I'm with you in trying to find that, uh, you know, that uh, pony in with all the, you know, horse manure, right? Uh, and yet these organizations, I'm just asking for, you know, a level of maturation out there in the audience. And so, some of you, many of you are already with me on this and, and probably, you know, acknowledge what Aga is sharing with us. That yes, I mean, we talk about the Nuremberg Code. At the same time, I'm glad that it's here. It's certainly... Uh, let a lot of people skirt at the time and, you know, governments like the United States government with, through Operation Paperclip took some of the worst criminals because they liked what their minds could do scientifically or otherwise. And they they ushered them beyond the Nuremberg Code. So there's always that, you know, in those those moneyed interests and powerful interests protecting those criminals at that level. And oftentimes, the, uh, you know, those so-called um, human rights initiatives out of United Nations, when you start reading down into it, it destroys national sovereignty. And as we know, the WHO would like via treaty to have full access to every country on the planet should there be a declared uh, international pandemic again, whether it's real imagined or otherwise, to violate the autonomy of any given area or country to decide how best to, to navigate and manage that. And that to me is is all of the good things that they would attempt to do are destroyed in that moment because they are operating as de facto, again, pharmaceutical representatives. Yeah, and they are rewriting, you know, their own story into whatever they want it to be. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and, and it's important that we are aware of that. But at the same time, you know, we still have some of that framework, including, you know, the UN Charter and international law is all based on sovereign countries. Uh, and then again, you know, they can rewrite that and, and, and of course, yeah. change that as much as they want. So, yeah, I do believe that, that you know, we need change. And I do believe that, uh, you know, it doesn't fit anymore to, to what is happening right now. We don't even have the same type of wars anymore and all of that structure and, and uh, the whole the whole. Um, UN Charter is built on 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 the sovereign country. So so a lot will change now. And I think, you know, this is exactly the tower falls, right, to be rebuilt. And we are living in really exciting times where we have actually the opportunity to build the world that we want to see. So even if this crazy war is going on, uh, you know, around us, I still think that if we come together and unite in, in, in a positive, um, you know, a uh, positive, uh, beautiful way and, and create what we want to see. I think, you know, that's where our focus should be rather than being scared of, you know, s s these people taking over because that's not sure. going to help anyone. But where do we have the most uh, efficacy in terms of activity, local and hyper-local? Taking back the ability to have autonomy at the localest of local levels and building on up from there, as opposed to the idea, if we can just get together on that global scale and then direct and dictate everybody, they should be doing this, which is, you know, it's so, uh, I don't know, pretentious might be one of the words, but 
it certainly violates, you know, sometimes thousands of years of cultural norms uh, and imposes a, a worldview on a local uh, municipality or, or, or people uh, that they are not even interested. When I, and, and I talk about this as an American when we say we must make the world safe for democracy. I'm like, dude, we're not even supposed to be a democracy. What are you what are you talking about? And, and it, it's so violative of, uh, you know, autonomy, if you will, self-determination. And so many of these globalist institutions, even if they have nice language, they all end up violating uh, that autonomy, just like our government has violated bodily autonomy with the forceful mandating of experimental injections. Yes, 100 percent. And I, I I mean, I think the the, the biggest um, challenge for this year uh, is is also, you know, this whole new reality where we are entering with millions of people being injured. I, I interviewed a beautiful woman yesterday from Spain that um, started an organization focusing not only on, on the injured, but but on everyone as a whole, because she thinks that we will all, well, she believes we, we are all affected by this and will be. Because, you know, it's not only the people that took the shot and got injured, but it's the people that didn't take it and lost their jobs or the people that will have to take care of a loved one that uh, you know is severely injured, or the people that lost someone they loved. So, so it's it's in incredibly uh, impactful, you know, on on all of us, and and therefore, you know, we need to create um, a community that really you know sticks mm -hmm. together and and supports and helps each other on all levels because this this is um, it's such such a multifaceted you know. Um, process that that is going on with with all these injuries and this whole rollout of the vaccines so you know i think it's super important uh, this year that to really recognize this and, and start uh you know coming together uniting unifying supporting uh you know and and, and really thinking about you know how can we solve these issues how can we move forward because there's going to be a lot of people that are injured and cannot even uh, you know, um, lead normal lives anymore, uh, where, where they are functional enough to go to work or do things. So, and our governments are doing absolutely nothing to support these people. They are completely, yeah. uh, you know, invisible. They're so investing and contributing to more of the problem. And, and, you know, I look at the medical community that by and large participated or went silently along with very rare exception and more are on the, on the way, uh, in terms of those exceptions to the rule. And I don't look to them to solve the problem that they participated in creating. And, you know, I see many of the people that you've interviewed or, or many of them are friends of mine. We, we all have become to know one another uh, and we're looking to, dare I say, do it differently, but it, it isn't so different that it hasn't been done because in the history of, of, of humanity on the planet, much of the history of medicine has always been what we would call holistic and naturally focused rather than synthetic and toxic. And, and yet it's become the predominant economic force on the planet, medicine and so-called health care. Talk about 20 percent or more of the GDP in, in the United States and, and climbing invested in what they call health care, which is really disease creation machinery and disease management machinery. And so those people are still looked at as the experts to guide us through this mess or out of this mess. Yet they participated in the mess. And, and in many cases, even if they weren't overtly participating, they kind of looked the other way and stayed silent. You know, except, you know, again, we're highlighting, spotlighting the good docs are stepping up. But I'm just saying, again, to look to the same people that were participating in creating this mess as our solution out is, uh, you know, another definition of insanity. And we're still, I think, trapped in that viewpoint a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100 percent. And, and 
I think the 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 funny thing here is that uh, it it's it's repeated itself so many times, just like history repeats itself, and still people think that these people are some sort of you know, gods that you have to listen to and, and everything they say is the truth. And, mm. and, you know, I don't know. I mean, I was probably much younger when I started seeing that, you know, when I go to the doctor, something is not right for me and, and they never go to the bottom of the problem. I didn't have trust because they just didn't lead me into, into a, you know, pathway of, of real deep in-depth healing to actually target the, the real problem or issue in my cause that's causing the disease in my body so um when i started i started my journey a long long time ago with, with the holistic side of things and and i have to say that you know i don't go to doctors i i know how to heal myself or what to do because i've been doing my research and i've been doing it for for over 20 years um, and, and just like doctors, you learn after a while and you know exactly this symptom. Okay, I can do this. Uh, I also have the, have the uh, I'm lucky to have a mother that, that is really into herbs. So she's, she's taking a lot of courses. So she always makes these tinctures for us, you know, and, and, and heals a lot of, uh, a lot of the stuff. And, and, uh, you know, but a lot of people freak out. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, you don't go to the doctor, like, oh, your son is sick, take him to the doctor. It's but, you know, it's an intuition. Yeah, that that's yeah. still happening. But your your mother yeah. said you said it's been into herbs. Is she also from uh, Poland originally? Yeah. Okay, so uh, there's a lot of again that history that is not fully lost as long as we are able to listen to our parents and grandparents if they're still around. And as I've traveled around the world, you know, some of my trips to West Africa, you know, went to Ghana and Nigeria. I met with the healthcare people there, doctors there, and I told them to go back in the bush and save the medicine of your ancestors because. We're I just said it this way. I said, throw out the medicine of the white man. We're killing you. We're killing all of us. We need to go back to, to nature. And they had never seen a white guy from America who has, you know, as a doctor, not a, a medical one, a homeopathic, uh, telling them a message like that. And they were looking at me funny. It's like, what? No one ever, they always come here and, and they've been trained to look at the doctor from the West as they know things we don't know. We want to learn from them. I'm like, Dude, I want to learn from you guys. The history you have, if we lose it, we're toast. We're all toast. What you have in your medicine from your ancestors are the things that are going to save us all. And I don't mean just unique to Africa, but we go to India and Ayurveda. We go to you know Asian traditions, Arab yeah. traditions, going to umami. There's so many things that have been trashed and, and bashed and abandoned because of the emergence of what we call in the West Rockefeller patent medicine, you know, petrochemicals. And we're still you know, suffering under that legacy from longer than 1910 when the Flexner report set up, set itself up. But uh, this is, again, something that most people, even today, are still not aware of when we go back to the, the history to say, here's how we got here. And if you're not interested in that, then you have no interest in genuinely correcting <laughs> what we've done wrong because you're not interested in what we actually did wrong. Yes, yes, 100%. And I, I also feel like, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, you're not a doctor, you're not an expert, you're not that. But but if you do research for 20 years on a certain uh, topic that you're super interested in, you kind of become your own expert. You know, you start also, you know, sawing out like what, what, what is good for you, what's not good for you. You test it on yourself, on your body, and you have an intuition, you know, you feel things. It's, it's such a remarkable, amazing thing. And I think that people, you know, that don't believe that are missing out tremendously because after a while, when you're in sync with and in tune with your body, you kind of, you know, and you feel things and, and you can you can determine what's good for you. Sometimes you can feel what your body needs in order to heal. Yes. 
Well, and that's why folks, you know, here in the United States or around the world that you want to take some courses in body, mind, spirit healing. Uh, I look to my friends at Trinity School of Natural Health, you know, go to trinityschool.org and uh, they're doing amazing work. And even for maybe especially for physicians and nurses that didn't get this training in their scholastic endeavors that they can now learn after the fact and correct the mistakes of their own education or curricula. And uh, that's a good thing. So y'all yeah, check out trinityschool.org as well in the upcoming Trinity Health Freedom Expo, February 18th and 19th, the virtual expo. You can watch online through the Whova app and a number of other things, including the Next Steps Conference in Atlanta or outside of Atlanta, Buford, uh, Lake Lanier Islands, 22nd through the 25th. Or if you want to come in a day early, the 21st with the Nurse Freedom Network in Kimberly Overton, doing great work, setting up the parallel society, as it's called, or a, a different lane altogether not looking to work through the existing institutions, recognizing they are beyond correction and repair. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't d criticize necessarily anybody trying to do good work within those systems, but I recognize many of us have attempted to do that for decades now and are now time to spend our energy elsewhere, productively responding to the needs of the people out there that have been devastated, as you point out, Aga, and injured. And they don't have options within those channels that are sanctioned and accredited because those are the ones that have contributed or directly caused the problems that people are suffering today. Yes, um, you know, I totally agree with you. And I think that uh, it's just uh, it's just very difficult, you know, in these times, I think, to to just try to really figure out what what is happening, and there's so many things coming at us, you know, from all angles, and it's not just about the 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 whole pandemic and the injuries that have been going on and the rollout of the vaccine, but it's so many mm -hmm. other things, you know, climate change. If you if you see it, there's a lot about climate change right now, and it's another agenda, and and then you know there, there's many of them, uh, so. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, it's, it's very hard for all of us, I think, you know, and even even the leadership in our movement to, to kind of figure out, you know, how do we come together to to create this new world that we want to see? And and, you know, within this matrix that's happening and <laughs> currently and, and how do we get out of it? So mm -hmm. um, these are questions that, you know, will we will hopefully find answers to really soon. And and, uh, and I think the do yeah. very deep. And, you know, you mentioned climate change and there are good people that are on our side on the health side and that they go all in on climate change, not acknowledging a lot of the same problems uh, exist there in terms of science that isn't truly validated. It becomes a movement based on feeling, not validation, and that it ultimately is designed to dissolve, once again, national sovereignty and force people to go into caves to burn wood if they can find any to survive. And, and, you know, in the meantime, when they say we want to save the planet, they're not really concerned about the people that they're killing by these methods, including, you know, uh, COVID jabs or any other in the vaccine program, as you recognize, there's no deficiency of that. There's so many holistic ways to navigate our way through these childhood diseases and or other pa pandemics and epidemics of the past uh, centuries worth of, of data and information based on traditional medical practices, not pharmaceutical necessarily. And uh, once again, when we talk about uh, climate change and energy, if you want to send people back to the Stone Age, yeah, billions of people are going to die. And I think for those people that think there are too many people on the planet, you can volunteer to leave yourself first <laughs> and leave us all alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's also been like a, a big discussion and argument. And I truly believe that, uh, 
there, there's of course enough for everyone if, if we get rid of of the you know top top percent of greedy people that take everything and and live you know beyond yeah. anything that we could ever imagine the so, very people um, that want us to reduce population are the ones that don't want so many people because they want more for themselves uh, but yes, exactly. there's abundance, but we all got to get back to growing food. Now, we only got a couple of minutes left with you, Aga, and and you have the website, newsvoice.se. It looks like you have a lot of interviews there with people. And there's also the uh, the other one, which is also a hashtag you guys can and help promote, canwetalkaboutit.org. Uh, what do you want to share with the audience about either or both of those? Well, so so I welcome everyone to join the the, the campaign uh, online and on social media. You can join whether you've been injured or not. You can cho- join also in support of the injured. So uh, we would love for everyone to to join and, and help us uh, really create awareness about this issue. Um, and then use voice. Uh, yeah, you can also just go to Aga Wilson show.com and then you'll go straight to that site on use voice. And, and same thing with CHD Europe. I think you can go to, to mm-hmm. um, CHD Europe to videos. So we have all, all, all the videos of, of all of our amazing reporters there, uh, including myself. So, um, so yeah, I think, um, what do I want to say? Mm-hmm. I think that I'm really hopeful that this year will be an incredible year. And I think that it's extremely important to step away from fear. Uh, and really join forces with all the incredible people in our movement because there's so much going on. And I think collaboration is key to success this year and that we really need to, you know, come together, unify, um, help each other, help support each other. Just small things like, uh, you know, doing something small for someone else or even reaching out to someone that has been injured or if you know someone that needs help. I think, yeah. You know, that that kindness and, and love, spreading that right now is super important because when we come from a place that's, uh, you know, not fear-based, but but from the heart, you know, everything around us changes and we create, um, you know, our own reality and, and that affects everything. Energy is everything. So I think, you know, I, I would like to end with that and, and yeah. say that it's super important to do our own self-work and just become better and grow, grow. Mm-hmm. And please share the various shows and documentaries highlighting and spotlighting the injuries that are occurring and have occurred and uh, be part of uh, the, the, well, the resolve to really help those in need if you're able and capable of doing so, as I said, in charity, because even those that claim the uh, uh, monopoly for charity from government are not helping. They're, they're quite the opposite. In fact, they're gaslighting and worse, the people who have been injured as well. And, and Aga, you mentioned briefly an injury that you had uh, during pregnancy and you have a son. Is your son okay from that? I didn't get that information. <laughs> no. Yeah, he is. And I, I, I am suspecting though that he was, uh, as a small baby, he was probably having seizures, uh, which probably came from, from injury. But uh, at that time I had no idea. I just thought that it was very weird that he had this eye roll things mm-hmm. and he was, he was crying a lot. So uh, it might be possible, you know, I don't know because I never got it validated, but that's my intuition and my feeling. So, but he's fine now. He's okay. fine. So he, he managed he? to recover. He's six now. But, but funny enough, going back to, you know, like how, how our body sends things. And I see mm-hmm. that with a lot of kids that have been vaccinated, they kind of start detoxing themselves by, by t- like he, he took spirulina when he was a kid and wheat, uh, barley grass wheat powder mm-hmm. and he ate it with a spoon. 
nice. like every day. And he would just like, you know, jump into jars and do that. And I know it's detoxifying from heavy metal. So, yeah. you know, kids feel and they know their bodies tell, tell yeah. them, you know, what to do. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So I think we should trust that and, and you know, and, and, and follow that intuition and, and let them, you know, follow mm -hmm. theirs. Yeah. And by the way, we have these energy bits. Uh, these are organic, clean, third-party, validated, verified uh, spirulina and chlorella, which are super foods as well as uh, super detox binding agents that are food. And yes, ever since we integrated that at home, my wife's doing so much better in terms of even her energy levels. And for those of you who are looking for food sources for recovery, um, what Aga mentioned is very valid. And yeah, these, these kids would just jump on it. By the way, yeah, thank you, Super Don. RSB20, get 20% off if you go to energybits.com, energybits.com. Aga, you're doing great work, and I appreciate you uh, journeying with me as I had questions for you about that history, about how you ended up here and what you saw, what you witnessed as well. Uh, and I pray that we can reach some of those people that are trying really sincerely to do good work within those organizations to hope, you know, we might have to uh, have rescue operations for them <laughs> if they get so trapped because there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, on the surface that most people don't see or still not aware of below that surface. Yes, 100%. And, you know, we need people. We need volunteers. So if, if people have time uh, to do great work, uh, you can definitely go to the Can We Talk About It website and contact us via the email there because, uh, uh, you know, we always need help. And there's so many people out there suffering. So, uh, you know, uh, we're very open to, to, uh, to have people come on board to our mm -hmm. team. Beautiful. Aga, again, thank you. And thank you for working with Children's Health Defense Europe as well and, and speaking such awesome English. Oh, like, like many of us from America can't do. You did great. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was in New York for 12 years, so yeah. I'm not going to lie, you know, I, I got my, you know, less, lessons in, in English for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, you've got Polish and Swedish at least as well. Yeah. So I'm, I have three languages and then it's easier, I think, to pick up too. My, my son is, is learning three and almost four. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's amazing to have that, you know. Wonderful. Well, Aga Wilson, thank you so much for being here and uh, you're welcome anytime uh, and uh, continue as I know you will to do great work and reach out and help those in need. And I'm grateful to connect with you finally. Thank you, Robert. And thank you so much for having me on today and for doing what you're doing for sure. And it was a true pleasure talking to you. So yeah. I'll definitely be back. <laughs> yeah. Well, these are the kind of things folks that make my heart happy when we connect with other souls on the same planet. Uh, whether you think it's round or flat or a circle or, a, you know, a, a rectangle, try, I don't care what you, it's okay. Hang out, have fun, find joy, peace, love, and all of that. But it's not happening from outside of yourself. It's coming from bubbling up from within. And then you become a living example for that. Uh, we have a question of the day, Super Don, but I don't know if we have time before the top of the hour break, but uh, I certainly do want to uh, acknowledge and recognize our friends at uh, Nutritional Frontiers as well. I think I sent you, they, they're putting on sale this month, like a 15% off sale on a lot of their detox products, which we were just talking about the need for detoxification. And remember, you can always use the code RSB15 to get an additional 15% off anything that Nutritional Frontiers has or sells. And, and that includes when they have on sale items, you can double dip, use that RSB15 code to get even more, even better. And uh, I love being able to, to, to support you all in your efforts to get well. And one of those products I really believe in and I put into practice on a daily basis is this NRDMG, Advanced Immune Support, because so many of us are exposed, even if we're working to eat well or clean like I do, 
I can't, I can't help but be exposed. Everybody is to things like glyphosate. Oh, and thank you, Aga. You're amazing. She, you, you, again, welcome back anytime. I love her. She's terrific. What a golden heart. Uh, but to counteract the glyphosate and also, you know, f- uh, focus on repairing uh, gut as well. The Inner DMG is an amazing product from uh, Nutritional Frontiers. A little lozenge, and even if you're eating organic, you can be benefiting by it, honestly. But if you're not, for sure. And by the way, Super D, did you see? Oh, he's gone down to one like red zone uh, uh, link there. Yeah, your computer's rebooted. Uh, I don't know if I, I I can just carry on in that case. Then then that's not a problem. Uh, but one of the things uh, is we're just saying, how do we help ourselves, much less anybody else, in the midst of eggs that cost a zillion dollars an egg and things like that? The recognition that there are access points locally. You know, I know that some of you are in, in winter climates like I am now, that there's not as much production. I've been reading a lot about the egg production dropping because of the, the food, the feed, apparently. For those of you who are feeding your own chickens, the scraps that they're normally eating, you're probably still producing a little more than, than most. But there are ways as we move forward, if you aren't already producing, consider that as a viable option to navigate through what some would call a zombie apocalypse, like you know, food deserts or sudden drop in the support for subsidized access to food. Do you have access to an abundance of food that you can even utilize in trade for people that are in desperate need so we can break before it happens the large acts of criminal trespass and theft that you know some would argue could be considered justifiable because, you know, your child is, is hungry and starving. And what are you going to do? Let them die? Or are you, you know, you go in and, and steal and thieve at that point? I mean, there have been plays made about that. I think Les Miserables was a, you know, based on that kind of concept and set that story into motion. But if we're looking for the government to solve the problem or problems that it creates, we're, we're asking for more trouble. And, I, and I'm asking, you know, for a level of maturity that we can get beyond as well. The so-called political divide. You know, the, the, the theory that Republicans hate everybody and want them to starve. That's ridiculous. As well as, you know, the idea that the Democrats, uh, I don't know what they believe at this point, honestly. It's just if it's, if it's all socialism and, and communism and collectivism, that's not good. But, uh, you know, there's merit and a lot of thoughts and ideas. The question is, are we able to get past uh, the, the differences that are imposed on us from above to keep us divided? Or can we come together and say, you know what, there's some really important stuff here that they're not handling. We can do this on our own. We don't need the interference. And that's what it is, interference by government, fiat, edict, or FDA. Um, well, the claims that they don't even need an executive uh, declaration of emergency now. Wow. Just wow. All right. So let's take a pause. We'll answer the questions of the day about a broken finger and nerve damage as well when we come back and a whole lot of other stories to come your way. Thanks for being here in the chat room. Please share the show if you haven't already, whether it be in social media or have them come directly to robertscottbell.com slash listen and sign up for the newsletter. You can do that easily by texting my initials RSB to the number 22828. That's RSB, send it to 22828. And we'll be back after I just tell you that the power to heal is yours. All right, a party crash, I guess that was, for Super Don as we were going to break last hour. 
Uh, is everything okay, Super D? Are you back? Is uh, what happened there? Oh, just a sec. Okay, I'll hold off on that. Uh, anyway, oh, there you are. <clears throat> One thing at a time, man. I, yeah, I don't um, know. I'm no panic on your face because you're so. Well, cool. see, so here's here's the deal. I've got. Uh, I show the camera. My studio's a mess because um, yeah. I taken everything apart, putting it back together. I've yeah. got I've got my PC that I've been using for a while now. The one that Steve uh, Steve Feld uh, built for you, yeah, built, yeah. And it's having some issues, and so I had to go out and get a a backup PC, mm -hmm. and I've got that running right now. But what happens with this this other PC, among other things, uh, it, it, there's there's a power switch that uh, sometimes doesn't want to turn back on, and that's not a good thing. So. Mm -hmm uh that that's one problem the other yeah. problem is, is that every once in a while i need to do like a complete reinstall of windows and all that kind of stuff because every once in a while what'll happen is i'm doing things because you know me i've yes. got 57 different windows and things running yeah. and all You're this kind of stuff on your computer and every once in a while you can just tell that it's all over yeah. when you're like doing something and all of a sudden everything just freezes yeah. And nothing and you're like oh here we go three seconds from now the thing's gonna reboot and it reboots and so it did that uh. so you know, whatever. Uh, All right. Well, I think life, you need, life goes on, but you need to view a picture of something that I sent to you in Skype before the show. I don't know if you have that and downloaded it, but uh, I went up right before the show to get some more tea or something, get ready. And uh, my wife points to the stove. You know, I, I know. Oh, in the group chat here. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah I know. That, well, actually, I was like, oh, honey, you're rearranging like below the, the sink. Like uh, things were out. Like, yeah, I'm just tired of pushing things around. And then she just like points over to the, to the um the stove and i'm like what oh, 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 oh my eyes got really big i started salivating and uh you'll understand why in a moment as super don grabs this picture but god bless my wife this is a blue blueberry sour cream pie i'm imagining and she says you uh. can't eat it you can't what do you mean i can't eat it she's like, well that's after we get back tonight uh from the uh the <laughs> premiere of utah safe and effect i'm like i don't know if i can hold out honey that looks really good uh nice. all organic blueberry sour cream pie Oh yeah. So thank you, honey. And, uh, you are yeah. one spoiled man. I am. I mean, I, I'm not in the doghouse at the moment for some reason. This is good. I like yeah. that. Wonderful. Now you were, you were last. Oh yeah. Week, totally. But uh, messed up big time. Yeah. yeah. No, no amount of bowling balls or vacuum cleaners could get me out of that. <laughs> I, we just got to, I got to do a, a re-interview with someone that's doing the multiverse. So we're going to do that. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see what, Oh, did you, did you, I mentioned the, um, uh, I got an email from our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. They have a big special going on. Go full screen on that so everybody can see this. The February focus as we start February. Solution to your resolution. And 15% off all of the formulations that are listed here, including Power Cleanse, Proline Greens, Candekill, Berry Tone, uh, let's see, Garcinia, uh, Cambogia, uh, Tone and Lean, Control, and Live Complete. And of course, Live Complete, that's so important, the liver uh, support that you need and this is a wonderful focus for february to keep you on the right track in this calendar year of 2023 and yes there's they're 15 off all month but guess what you part of the robert scott bell show family can use the code rsb15 on any and all of these things and get an additional 15 off that's awesome and that's a shout out to jamie dorley and the family at nutritional frontiers for their support of our message that they share with us of health freedom and healing liberty and the upcoming event, I don't know if it's sold out yet, but it looks like it'll be uh, April 1st and 2nd in Clearwater, uh, Florida. And uh, that's going to be an amazing, amazing time together. And I think that's right after 
I think I got a three-day tour that that it got delayed just a little bit, like the, the last three days of March, I believe. Now I'll be in Virginia on a three-city tour with Jonathan Emord uh, for in support of his candidacy for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine. And yeah, it's a long slog of, of a campaign, but we're going to have fun. And we're going to have fun supporting Jonathan Emord and all that he stands for. And that is certainly health, freedom, and healing liberty. So more more updates on that. Y'all check out emord 4 va dot com so should we squeeze in the question of the day or what do you want to do super d uh we can now um i know that you you uh kind of scolded me the other day what what would i scold when we were doing the uh question of the day and you're like so how come we don't ever play the question of the day theme anymore yeah we had like a nice little intro theme and it was gone all right There it is. That's better. I feel so much more complete. Question of the day from <laughs> Yolanda. I, did I really scold you? I I, don't, I think you, you. I might be exaggerating that a little exaggerate bit. Exaggerate a little bit. I didn't. You know, I tend not to. But anyway, hi Robert and Superdon. My friend shattered his ring finger and has to get surgery on it tomorrow. The surgeon said he has to put pins in it and put it back together like a puzzle. What can he do for speedy recovery? He also has nerve damage, Yolanda. Okay, well, the classics, of course, immediately for an injury like that are Arnica. Arnica, 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 homeopathic Arnica. And, of course, uh, when you're taking it orally and internally, it's the homeopathic form. Because if you use Arnica tincture, you don't use that on broken skin, for instance. Although you can use tincture and ointments of Arnica topically where the skin is not broken or use it homeopathically. And that will help immediately with some of the, the the shock and injury and swelling. Now, the other things that we talk about include the use of silver and copper, um, both for you know prevention of infection because it's a weak area and there could be other things in circulation uh, perspectives that might be uh, compromised that could lead to infection. Anytime you're doing a surgical procedure, that you know leads you from the opening of the open world to the inside of the world that's not supposed to be. So utilizing the silver locally and the gel in in recovery would be helpful. But when we talk about nerve injury, nerve injury is most often indicated by the use of a homeopathic remedy called Hypericum perforatum. Hypericum is the Latin name of St. John's wort, W-O-R-T. Now, when you hear about St. John's wort in an herbal form, they talk about it being used for like mild depression, you know, things like that. Uh, although maybe it could be used for more than that. But they also warn you, oh, if you're on these drugs and you take that, but I'm not talking about St. John's wort in the herbal form at this moment. For nerve injury, I would say St. John's wort in the homeopathic form, hypericum perforatum. Uh, If you've got a 10X, a 12X, a 30X, a 30C, whatever you got, utilize. If you've got a 1M, 50M, whatever, whatever you got, use it. And then the other aspects of inflammation, we know copper is about regeneration along with zinc systemic inflammation anywhere in the body. So copper is going to be important. So use that uh, sovereign copper we have here. Uh, That's an easy thing to add into the mix. And essential fats and cannabinoids, CBD in particular. I would ramp up the essential fatty acids uh, like Nordic Naturals has got amazing uh, fish oils that are very clean and tested and and, and stabilized as well as the use of CBD, both in higher concentration than maybe normal because of the unusual injury or, you know, issue that you're dealing with. Now, another thing, as you get beyond the surgery, we've talked about extensively the use of symphytum, 
homeopathic symphytum, which is comfrey, and you can use a comfrey compress uh, over the area to help encourage and wrap, you know, rapidify, if you will, the restored integrity. And another mineral along with copper that is critical for the connective tissue that is often overlooked is everybody says, oh, it's calcium. No, it's silicon or silica. So I would have your friend be on the power dose schedule, if I can call it that, of the Alta health product Silica X. That's the tableted form of whole food form of silica, three tablets, four times a day for at least a month to really rebuild the stores and repair quickly. And that's uh, from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. And that's where we get our whole food supplements from. And that you can use the uh, discount code RSB5, RSB5. Uh, I haven't been checking in the uh, chat room. I'm sure people are also throwing some other ideas out, which is awesome. Uh, what is, is what <laughs> vegan friendly? The pie? <laughs> what? Uh, now, I'm just seeing this. I'm being distracted by pie comments here, Super Don, in the chat room. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> Uh, tell Nancy her pie looks awesome. It is a beautiful pie, isn't it? My gosh, is that gorgeous? Uh, Jim wants to know if those are vegan friendly. I'm assuming the pie. Is it a vegan friendly pie? I would let vegans eat it. Yeah. Are you vegan friendly? I'm friendly to vegans as long as they're friendly to vegans. If they're not mean, nice to me. What if they they try and steal your uh, pork chop? Would you? uh, Oh, you probably don't eat pork chops, do you? No, but no, yeah, not. But that. But still, if, if they try to do it, I'd be <laughs> how do I keep it. stepping in that one? I don't understand. Anyway, <laughs> oh well, look, I'm not, <sighs> not I'm not full on kosher. I'm not, I there. I am yeah. super Don the, the super anti semite. No, you're um, just insensitive. Sorry, at all. <laughs> I am. I look. I'm a big fan of pork chops. I like them. Yeah. No, I think the uh, I think it was the algae supplements uh, that Jim is talking about. Yeah, as far as I know, <laughs> these are absolutely vegan friendly. Um, these are full on. All they are is spirulina and chlorella. No animal products or byproducts that I'm aware of at all in this. All plant-based, ingestible, and uh, those are great. Now, as far as uh, the supplements from Nutritional Frontiers, check on there are various different things. Obviously, if you're going to do um, something like a, a copper supplement that's focused and made from desiccated liver from grass-fed animals, you're not vegan-friendly. Uh, if you are doing the sovereign copper, yeah, you are vegan-friendly. There's no issue there. Uh, so there are options there in, in that regard. but. Uh, Jim is using the silver. Very good. You can use the copper as well. Was there any aspect of that question of the day that I missed from Yolanda? Did, did I cover it all? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Yeah. So what's next on the uh, agenda, Super Don? Next on the agenda. Oh, mm-hmm. I have to reopen the agenda. That's the, one thing I did. <laughs> the one thing I didn't get open down. yet. Hold on. All right. I, oh, I you know, I wonder Monday. if I lost it. I think I lost the rundown. I have to go to Skype here. Hold on. That's all right. I, I have the next article up. It's out of the okay. Epoch Times by Stephen Kovac. And, and, you know, this is the, again, the. Which, cruel- by the way, let me just say a little something about the. Yeah. First off, how do you pronounce it? I Some people epoch. say epic. You say epoch. 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 Yeah. Epoch, right? Epoch. I, mean, I say Epic Times. It reminds me of the website that Jerry Doyle used to have, which was E P I C, Epic. epic. But yeah. is that how you pronounce it? Is it ep- epic or epoch? I say epoch. You want to do it Hebrew style and epoch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. you know, for the longest time, I resisted uh, mm-hmm. covering those stories because they go behind a, a paywall, and I just it's just I am not a big fan of news sites that have paywalls. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's just like the major vast majority of them are covering news that's like okay, so you want me to pay for your version of the story that I can get from somewhere else. Why would I do that, right? 
right. But right. I have discovered over time that the uh, epoch time. <laughs> great work, aren't or, they? Yeah. They yeah. do good stuff. They have really good stuff. And it's like four bucks a month. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, I'm going to stop being a cheapskate. I'm going to sprinkle for four bucks a month. Uh, yeah, so well, I would my- recommend, I would recommend the people because they really, they have exclusive stuff there that you're not going to find other places. Yeah. And, and we do, I think my wife has subscribed to it as well. So we have access yeah. to it. Uh, but yeah, this, this headline article, I, this, this goes to the cruelty of modern medicine. Uh, in, in addition to the amazing things that they're capable of doing, you know, I, I, I was talking, um, guy, I think his guy, his name was Richard interviewed me from England <clears throat> yesterday morning for the show. I had been interviewed by the son of David Ike. Uh, and this guy, Richard was on the network and he interviewed me about a lot of health and nutritional stuff. And he, he tells me that he was born with a very s- a significant, uh, what we call defect. He had no esophagus. And so they had to build him an esophagus out of other tissue from his body. Now, I don't have to go into that right now, the details of it, but it's still amazing that they can do that. But you wonder now if this kid that had this defect would have been left to die unless he was forced to be what? Jabbed, COVID jabbed. I asked that because this headline in the the Epoch Times, unvaccinated kidney and heart patients denied transplants are finally going to get their day in court with the Michigan hospital that denied their transplant. They're on the list. They've been on the list a long time. They're legitimate. They're ready to get these surgical uh, interventions that are quite miraculous to, to be, to be honest about, you know, when allopathic medicine can do good things. I, I'm not, I'm not putting into the consideration here that allopathic medicine may have caused the things to happen that have to have the result of, I'm just putting it aside for a second. Okay. But a Michigan judge will soon decide if a 73 year old Ross Barranco can be denied a donated kidney because he won't take the COVID-19 jab. And the guy says, yeah, well, what's the logic in it? Everyone knows, and I quote from here, everyone knows an organ transplant procedure requires the nearly complete suppression of a recipient's immune system so the body won't reject it. So why then do I need to be immunized against COVID before the operation, right? Even if you were to develop an antibody, it's gone or any benefit that you would have thought to have had, even though we know the benefit of those COVID jabs are nil. They're Jack, you know, and, and then he was asked about, well, does he think the vaccine would make a difference in his prognosis? He says, yeah, the vax can kill me. Yeah, we know it's not going to help. How does this Michigan hospital or any hospital now not know that? Have they got not, not gotten the memo or memos? It's amazing. And of course, the other thing is you have to have at least 20% or less uh, function, but if the COVID jabs, which are known to be damaging to a lot of organs and systems, destroy the kidneys even further. You might not be eligible for the very, very procedure that could save your life moving forward. Does this make sense to anybody? If you're a doctor, could you support this? Yeah, they have to get the jab or else. There are more uh, stories here about people being rejected or told that we're going to put you to the back of the line until you get the COVID jab before you get the procedure. This is another uh, plaintiff in this case, Kate Shire. She's an unjabbed 35-year-old mother of five who's a candidate for a heart transplant, kept alive by a ventricular assist device that has actually caused an infection. That's more problematic than anything. You want to give a jab to somebody with an active infection? Does malpractice mean anything to the medical profession anymore? Or they just go, no, no, we just, you just got to get the jab. This is just beyond stupid this is moronic this is criminal what's being done here 
And, and, you know, if you have a religious belief, we talk about the fetal uh, cell line, whether it's in the finished product or not, that it's, there are genuine, legitimate religious reasons. And even if it wasn't a fetal tissue issue, when you begin to monkey with, let me say that, when you begin to monkey with mRNA and alter DNA protein synthesis, whether there's fetal tissue involved or not, I'm fundamentally opposed to that on a religious or spiritual ground. But, you know, that's not good enough, apparently. You know, unless your religion specifically mentions mRNA shots, right? Yeah, I think they were writing about that in the Bible. Not specifically, but I believe it could be easily proven and interpreted in that in that sense or that case. So we'll see what happens with this lawsuit. Uh, let's see, May 22, 2022, attorneys from the Civic Justice Institute filed this suit in the Michigan Court of Claims, and apparently the hearing's coming up. So we'll follow up on this life or death decision and where it's going from here. But again, more disappointment is if we could be disappointed more in people within the medical profession and the hospital settings and allopathic medicine to deny people life-saving interventions simply because they don't want to get an experimental injection that has been proven beyond a reasonable doubt to be, well, less than efficacious. Let me just be gentle and kind in how I'm going to say this right now. All right, now the FDA has quietly changed the end date for a study of heart inflammation after Pfizer, Pfizer COVID jabs. Now, this, this harkens back to the opening story, which I don't think I did justice to it because I, I really wanted to yell and scream like I did in the old days, which I rarely do. Occasionally I did. You know, my younger years in radio, I think Super Don got a big kick out of me when I just like would lose it on the air. <laughs> and it's just like, I can't believe I have to say the stuff I have to say. But as we learned earlier today, maybe some of you already knew this, the FDA is declaring that it doesn't even need, doesn't even need a declared emergency from the president and the executive branch to continue to do emergency use authorizations. All it needs is the, the Health and Human Services Secretary. Well, what does that tell you about the FDA and HHS? They're more powerful than the president, if that's the case, if that's actually indeed true. And so their resulting uh, uh, death and mayhem is reason enough, if, if there ever was reason enough, to disband them. But you get people that say, well, if only we had a bigger budget and more autonomy, whether it be Walensky from CDC. It's always the cry. We need more power to fix this. We need to be able to fix this. No, we need to be able to abolish the FDA or severely curtail its activity. Again, another endorsement for my friend, our friend and your friend, hopefully too, Jonathan E. Mord for the United States Senate in Virginia. So what is this all about? The U.S. FDA changed the end date of a key study on post-vaccination heart inflammation. They didn't notify the public, of course. This is about the Pfizer jab. They initially were supposed to complete the study and give the data, the, the results to the FDA on June 20th of 2022. It was listed by the FDA in 2021 as June 20th, 2022. And they were supposed to submit the results by the end of 2022 as part of the list of requirements the FDA imposed as a condition of approving Pfizer's jab. But the deadline passed. The FDA didn't really say anything. This is a post-marketing requirement. Now they say, well, we've just extended it. Now they have to get it to us by June 30th of 2023. 
Now, for anybody who thought we were exaggerating about the fact that if you got a COVID jab ever since it's come out, you are part of a grand experiment that doesn't involve you having truly informed consent. They don't know or they claim they don't know, but by now, you know they know. And they continue to delay the inevitable admission that they knew heart inflammation was one of the direct effects occurring following Pfizer COVID jabbing. Dr. Vinay Prasad, who's been increasingly uh, criticizing the FDA, says it's so slow, the response, that it's a, it'll be entirely moot and it's another FDA failure. How many FDA failures are you going to go put up before doctors, too, to salvage their own profession will call for the abolition of the FDA? Because all you doctors that used to think the FDA actually did something to protect you and the public and maybe provide safe medicines and shots and jabs, the good ones, the ones that have come to their senses that have critical thinking skills still intact have now figured out it's not just about COVID jabs, but it's about all of the jabs that preceded it that are not mRNA as well. And all of the people like myself that have been called crazy names because we question the sanctity of the sacrament within the church of pharmaceutical mysticism, AKA vaccines, we will have been proven to be right. We were right. We are right. And we'll continue to be right. The idea of violating a million layers of the immune system to inject, whether it be antigens and other harmful medicaments to elicit immune responses. You know, that, uh, Holy grail of the antibody, which I say is not truly a Holy grail. It is only an occult like devotion to it is not necessary or sufficient to protect you from any given disease, nor does having one also guarantee you won't get it, whatever it is, as it manifests differently in each of us, even if there are certain commonalities between these things. So again, another Another bit of evidence is if you needed more that the FDA is an abject failure, as is the CDC, as is much of the oligarchy. And the less you rely on it to direct you to do that which is healthy, the healthier you will become. The healthier you will be. All right, Super D, any comments on uh, that particular question? It's an interesting one about the extension of time for Pfizer. Like, doesn't everybody know what this thing is doing by now? Somebody, oh, I guess the people on watching MSNBC and CNN have not gotten the memo. Uh, well, even they, I think, should, should have gotten the memo unless they're living, they're yeah. living under a rock. But uh, I think the CNN article was. I'm not surprised. You know, I'm not surprised by this, really. No, you know, and I don't think anybody should be at this at this point, right? At this stage of the game, anybody reading this, something like this, or, or or seeing the FDA behaving this way, I I'd have to believe that the, at least the vast majority of people would just be like, "Oh, here we go again," right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just been a. a an established pattern in the limelight for the last three years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, the only thing that you can say good about the FDAs are almost not as bad as the CDC, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's saying much, not much. Yeah. Anyway, that is amazing. All right. What else we got coming up here? I'm just, uh, I, I meant to tweet out hey, the show is on and I got distracted once we hit the ground running, uh, this hour. We don't have enough social media support. That's another thing. Think about it. I, I just feel like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a piece of pie or something. You know, even yeah, if you're eating, there, you go. I don't want to eat yeah. it. Help us out here. Help Super right. out. Here. Yeah, we're work. We're working it out. We're working it out. It's taking a little bit of time, but we're we're getting things worked out here. Very good. 
Let's so see. anyway, so what's next? What's next on the? Uh, let's talk junk food. Junk food. Junk food. Well, are you saying that that organic blueberry? I'm not saying let's eat junk food. I'm saying let's talk about junk food. I just don't want you to equate the organic blueberry sour cream pie my wife has just made as junk. Food. Organic junk food. It's very nutritious. Blueberry, yes. high antioxidants. Yeah. You know there was a there was an old old comedy bit that uh, mm-hmm. Bill Cosby did back in the day. My dad was a huge fan of Bill Cosby, and he he would get the you know the records back in the you know back in the day. That's what they had the the comedy uh, routines on. You get the big record. Yeah. And I think it was Bill. I want to say it was Bill Cosby himself was the, was the name of the the comedy routine that he did, comedy mm-hmm. show. And it was talking about how these kids, and I'm I'm going to totally just I'm, I'm going to destroy. I'm, I'm not going to do it justice, but uh, he was talking about how. Uh, the kids wanted chocolate cake for yes. breakfast or something like that. And and dad, the dad, he just he gave him chocolate cake and the kids were singing a song. Dad is great. Gives us chocolate cake. And, and he, he was sitting there. There was, I guess they were having some conversation and the dad was trying to justify why he, it would be okay to give the kids chocolate cake. And he was like, you look at the ingredients of the cake. It has eggs, right? <laughs> and milk, <laughs> And wheat, you know, yeah. making it sound like it was a great thing. Does it? You, do you remember that at all? I do. I do. In fact, okay. and, and of course, there was no mention of whether it would be organic or not. Of course, but right, what <clears throat> Jello pudding was. So you know, as long as the cake or the pie is made, you know, organically and with good ingredients, I suppose you could say it's and with lots of love. Absolutely, That's right. it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, so, all right, we got uh, the junk food thing we want to bring up. Okay, now I grew up with junk food. Before it was organic, you know, highly processed and refined. You see this picture of a woman eating a chocolate sprinkle covered donut of some kind and a muffin, all refined carbs. And of course, now most of it genetically engineered and or, you know, filled with glyphosate, the active ingredient roundup, punching holes in your gut. In addition to providing little or no nutrition, just a quick sugar hit. According to this article, one in eight older Americans are addicted to junk food Are addicted to junk food. Uh, 13% approximately. And I was going to ask Super Don, and then I, then I, and I answered the question as I read into the article. I'm like, who are they calling the older Americans in this, in this group? And then I looked and I said, uh oh, Super Don, we're in the, in the, in the Oops. group. Yeah. We are considered older Americans now, 50 to 80, 50 to 80 years of age. And even Super Don has arrived. Uh, now, the history of, of us, Super D and me, yeah. I, I grew up eating that garbage and, uh, I suffered. I did too. Yeah, I did, I did. too. Yeah. And, and to think about the addiction aspect of it, uncontrollable urges. I, I don't know. I mean, to have a snack once in a while, I don't consider that an addiction, but yes, there are people that are genuinely, uh, in a, in a problematic state because they, you know, they're overwhelmed. We think in terms of, or I think in terms of mineral deficiencies, always, exacerbating, you know, certain things that may be emotionally based or other things that are traumatic that you, you reach for food as, as a, uh, you know, you feel like that comfort you didn't get, or that love you didn't get, for instance, but a genuine addiction could be the result of a deficiency. As we talk about often chromium, the mineral chromium and also vanadium. And there's a, a food research product that I would urge if any of you in the 50 to 80 age range or any age range feel like you have an addiction to refined carbohydrates and junk food, Please consider, please consider taking the uh, the food research brand from Jonathan at ChooseToBeHealthy.com, the Gluco Sugar Balance Formula. 
Take one capsule, three, maybe even four times a day, and that will help to break that cycle very simply. And even if it's not the primary, it could be a secondary, it's only going to help you to have less of those cravings that may exist currently in this case. Uh, so how else can we help in these cases? Uh, switching over to organic junk food. Yes, it's a step in the right direction. It's not the be-all, end-all. You're still probably eating some refined carbs, but they tend to be less uh, inclusive of toxic components, whether it be glyphosate or other uh, additives, preservatives, and colorings and flavorings. But there are organic junk foods that are a mixed bag, no pun intended, that may contain some things you still don't want. So be, well, keep an eye on that. But I admit that we do have occasionally some organic cookies in the house that we don't even make. They're pre-made. And it's part of the, I think, the ability in, let's say, a Western world scenario, living and growing up in the West, raising my children on organic food, but giving them the experience of having the food that they are accustomed to seeing their friends eat, just the organic versions of it as well. So it isn't like I was a bean sprouts and tofu family. Not that I'm a tofu fan or ever been one, but you, you have the understanding of back and when that's what they thought health food was, uh, not necessarily all whole foods, organic foods, including what I believe and perceive to be very beneficial in terms of uh, uh, animal proteins, uh, particularly from clean sources. And, and I know the vegetarians and vegans disagree, but look, if you're doing well on your diet, knock yourself out, keep going. I've done those diets too. They worked for a while for purpose and then didn't work for other purposes. And now we're not getting into a philosophical discussion of protecting animals per se. That's a whole other discussion. I'm just talking about paying attention to your body's needs, what sustains you. And we are deficient in a lot of minerals that often can only be found in certain ways, inadequate quantities. And even those quantities we need to supplement because of the depletion in the soils. So those cravings often rooted in mineral deficiencies. Uh, let's see. Uh, I should mention the two homeopathic remedies here for often cravings associated with hypoxemia. In addition to the mineral chromium vanadium, we talk about the use of lycopodium, homeopathic lycopodium, L-Y-C-O-P-O-D-I-U-M, and iris, I-R-I-S. Those are two homeopathic remedies that can help whenever you have those cravings. Take a dose of those homeopathic remedies. It can take the edge off as well. And that's it can be used separately from or as an adjunct to the mineral replenishment we talk about here as well. All right, Super D, what else we got? Uh, any questions, comments coming in through the chat room? <clears throat> well, we're not done with, with junk food. We're not? There's more junk food to talk about, really? But wait, there's more. It can't be more. By the way, Ula has said tofu is pronounced tofu, <laughs> spitting it out sound. <laughs> Excuse you. Yes, she's not. Gazuntite. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of tofu, yes, either. No. All right. What do you got there? Oh, yeah, I, gosh. Yeah. More bad news about junk food. Is this a surprise? What is this? Apparently, uh, there was a study was done. It shows that every bite of junk food increases the risk of dying from cancer. Every bite. Every bite. Mm-hmm. That's mm. pretty serious. Again, what do you, you're looking at this and you're going, Super Don, shouldn't this be a moment of duh? <laughs> I, I didn't think about it because I didn't want to say it because you were going to do that anyway. Yes. But every bite, well, in the same sense, every bite you don't take, think about that, contributes to not having that manifest later in life. So that's good. Mm. That's the good news side of it. 
And if you choose something that might be considered a junky food, please make it a cleaner version or a homemade version even of treats and sweets and things that you can do at home. With now, better in, in this particular study, this, this, this it was more of a focus on women for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, and what they did is they studied the diets of 200,000. This is mm-hmm. a huge study. Middle-aged adults monitoring their health over 10 years. So this is not some, hey, we studied something for a week and this is our conclusion. This is a pretty big study. Mm-hmm. And they looked at each person's risk of developing any cancer, any cancer overall, as well as uh, the risk, uh, specific risk of developing the 34 different types of cancer. Yeah. And they found apparently uh, eating too much junk food displayed a link to an increased risk of dying from cancer, most notably from ovarian and mm-hmm. breast cancers. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, empty calories or calories coming in with toxic poisons, even at minute levels. And this has been a big part of, if I call it an argument, but just an appeal to the intellect on this issue. When people tell me, does it really matter? I mean, the stuff you talk about, I know it's not great, but it's only in there at parts per million. How many times I've I've referenced that super John parts per million argument. And then you think about the level at which you have life sustaining functions occurring at the enzymatic levels at parts per billion and beyond. And, you know, that's not even talking about the endocrine disruption, the hormones that also at the, at those levels, it's unfathomably small in terms of ratios. And then you are putting not just one thing in at parts per million, but arguably millions of things in at parts per million resulting in one part per one of these things overwhelming normal metabolic processes, damaging and destroying cellular integrity, connective tissue destruction, resulting in a lack of what? Function, if you have no structure. Just a lack of, of, of copper, as we've learned in the last couple of years. Disastrous in terms of cuproenzyme activity and connective tissue integrity. Ula says, you want to die younger but happy and satisfied or suffer long eating healthy? Okay, that's an interesting question, Ula. I, th- I think she's being sarcastic there. I think but. she is. That Polish sarcasm. <clears throat> and I am noticing some some clicking stuff coming from you, Robert. Should I disconnect on your, on your audio? Why don't you? Yeah, why don't you go out and come back in? All right, you have the I don't know. You got you guys noticing that? It's you weird with this with with this uh, with this technology that we're using this this platform. Uh, sometimes what we hear. Or what we don't hear, you guys do hear. In other words, it may sound fine between the two of us on here, but you guys are hearing something that's worse than what we're hearing. So I don't know if you guys notice that or not, but let's bring Robert back in here. Let me edit from SB to RSB, see if that works. Ulysses, yep, we yes. We're back. Yes is clicking a bit. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully that disconnect, reconnect corrects it. Yep. Yeah. I, Anywho. I know I'm just that annoying and that's what's happening. My voice is starting to click to make it more annoying and you guys would have to tolerate me a little bit. So listen, just, just, uh, something popped in my head here. We, uh, we, we had a question of the day or comment of the day. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah. Where somebody made a comment about, they were trying to find, uh, something specific on the website and the website was not user-friendly. Mm. Yeah. And that's so, I solicited um, some um, more specific information from some people, 
And I was told uh, by one person that uh, they would appreciate it if we would put a page on our website that had a list of all of the products and things that we recommend on the show, that we talk about on the show, in an easy-to-access place for people to go to where they could just click on links or banners or something like that, um, and they didn't have to scroll up and down looking for the banners on the website. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem with that. Um, that I guess that kind of makes sense. Would, would so, we put uh, then a special like uh, a tab like at the top, like when you're at the your- top of the page? And I'll just call it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I'll call it. Okay. Link links. Uh, uh, I don't know products, services, products, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, products maybe. That'd be the easiest thing, I think. But I guess it's been it's been. Um, difficult for some people to find what they're looking for you know if you say hey you know selenium or you know take your chromium or whatever and, well, and i think it'd be easy to say hey go to the products page on our website yeah wouldn't that be easy and the thing is y'all you know that we don't sell anything directly we will right. you know connect you to people and and products and services that are out there that we utilize or endorse and uh it, it certainly helps us uh when you do that but if we can make it easier for you and them we appreciate obviously the support that those uh uh, companies provide to make this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty uh, yep. possible, you know, two hours plus a day, six days a week. So uh, I'm just looking at comments here as well. In addition, Jim, I'm vegan and know it's n- much more important what comes out of one's mouth and what goes in one's mouth, but that's why RSB is really good. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, quality. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think the pie that my wife made is vegan because I'm sure there's butter in it. And unless vegans can eat butter, organic pastured butter, I don't, I don't know. And also <clears throat> probably, as I mentioned, sour cream. So organic, you know, milk products and most of vegan can do that. I don't think typically they do. By the way, I know, I think it was Jim that was asking if the energy bits were vegan. Oh, the um, energy bits. Yeah. I went in and looked at the website yeah. and they are, they vegan. are definitely yeah. keto energy. and vegan. Yeah. These are awesome. Friendly. Get 20% off RSB20 energybits.com. Um, let's see. Oh, marketplace. Steven says you can call it marketplace. Well, Steven is saying he thought that I was considering a market. Remember we were talking about that where I was going to, yeah. and I still want to do that. You know, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> in fact, I, I connected a super Don. I don't know if I sent yeah. you this. Just I, I get, we, both of us were like, when do we get to do all of this stuff? But like when I was yeah. at the, the Nashville event, uh, met some really awesome folks that, are promoting an alternative to Amazon in terms of v- general shopping and pro- processes that we could connect. And if people shop through that for things that they're already going to get anyway, that we would also uh, maybe have some support there. So uh, check back on some of my emails to see if there's something we can follow up on. I mean, it is. And what is it again? What, what am I looking it, for? It It's an email I forwarded to you. I'm pretty sure because I signed us up for it a program that's kind of like Amazon, but not Amazon that provides a, a, you know, an outlet to be able to get things that people are already buying anyway, not a multi-level thing, just a, you know, a place where they, people can shop if they don't like Amazon. So if I were going to search for it, what would I, what would I type in? Just look for emails that I forwarded to you. When? Well, within, since Nashville. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, here, let me just say it this way. How many emails do you think you forwarded to me yes. since Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many from my radio email. You know the radio. Oh, email? from that one. Okay, yes, that's. I that will make it. That's, we'll narrow it down. Okay, I got you now. Yeah. So right. we have the secret, super secret email. <clears throat> that's right. Right. Okay. So that makes it a little more select. 
So there you go. But yeah, no, if right. it was from the other one, I'd be going, yeah, good luck. <laughs> okay. No, I'm easy. all right. Yeah, yeah. We're good. All right. So let's see. Shout out to Jeff Hertzog, our buddy with Radio America USA. Good to see you here. Glad that Speaking you're radio. Yeah. And let's see. Removing lead. JO531. Hi, Robert. What would you recommend for my great nephew to take to remove lead? His mother moved out of a house that also had mold. He is two or three years old. Thank you. Now, remember the, the lead, uh, you know, poisoning of the 20th century was in the mid, early and mid was met with uh, intravenous chelation. And there are certainly doctors that are schooled and skilled in uh, various chelation methodologies um, for uh, even children, whether it be transdermal or, or IV. Although, you know, you, you want somebody that's specialized in it. That'll be rapid if there's a very high influx of lead. However, the other uh, mechanisms to do so are increasing key minerals and selenium plays its role there as well. Uh, homeopathic lead, plumbum metallicum. And also, look, in terms of these kids, some of them will chew them up. But if they can't, I mean, they're tiny. You can mix them into smoothies or whatever. The energy bits, the chlorella is also very helpful here. So as I'm looking at that question about your great nephew, two to three years of age, you know, these kids can safely ingest these things and, and have a botanical solution as far as uh, supporting their pathways of elimination. And, and I said plumbum metallicum, that's homeopathic lead, along with other homeopathic support for the liver. That's the easiest thing and safest thing you can do uh, to help kids remove metals, heavy metals, mercury, et cetera. Uh, so those are some of the things I would look to do there for J.O. that's asking that question. All right, Jim, I love how RSB is so right on with homeopathic. Yes, the reluctant homeopath, you know, because my uh, dilemma, Super Don, you know this, and I joke about it, is that I've got a, 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 a was it a complex? What's the word about, uh, you know, there's something that every time I bring up homeopathy, I think I'm going to lose listeners. And yeah, I know it'd, it'd be complex. It's yeah. a complex about it. Yeah. Just because I had one show many, many years ago coming off of a trip, I was jet lagged and I did three hours on homeopathy and it was the most boring show ever. And, and I've never overcome that. So uh, every time I mention, I'm like, oh, no, I've lost another listener. And I know the opposite <laughs> is true. People love to learn uh, about the remedy. So I'm, I'm trying to do better. And, you know, here's my materia medica. I have it here always uh, to at least channel it energetically if I'm not verbally saying it. Uh, so there you go. Okay. What else we got here? Spirulina and chlorella. Yes. The energybits.com. Please check that out. Please check that out. Uh, let's see. Ula's on day two of the silver aloe protocol, doing it with her son. It helped her sore throat after two doses. It's incredible. Um, you know, that's another aspect of, of uh, recovery for uh, gut-related issues, and everything is gut-related, and so much gut damage has been done. Even if people don't have overt gut issues, even if they did a couple of weeks once a year on the silver aloe as a, as a kind of a cleanse, part of a cleanse, it's amazing what happens when you do that. Really extraordinary. So, yeah. And if you're not sure what we're talking about in Unlock the Power to Heal, um, the book that Ty and I wrote some years ago, the whole chapter on the gut recovery, you can get it in the book or you can just go to the bottom of the page at robertscottbell.com and there is a PDF link, immediate link to that chapter so you understand how to use it very simply. See, let's see. Steve also says modified citrus pectin, MCP, pectisol by Dr. Isaac Elias. Vecconugenics has also been used for lead removal. Yeah, it's been years since I've had Dr. Elias on. Oh, Ula says an RSB recommends tab. That's not bad. Or RSB, RSB recommends. Yeah. We've talked about that RSB approved kind of thing. But yeah, if we're if we're promoting it, it's definitely gone through that stringent, you know, 
it's a high hurdle. So if we're if you can find it here and we talk about it, uh, you can you can utilize it. Absolutely, absolutely. I will work on that. Okay. Yes. Like you need more to do. Well, that's all right. All right. Let's talk magnesium <clears throat> on minerals today. Mm-hmm. One of the articles that Super Don put out today uh, is on magnesium, and it says what you need to know about this important micronutrient. And let's, let's see, Hazel Flight, that's an interesting name, wrote it from Edge Hill University. Uh, a lot of chat about magnesium recently, and that's a good thing. I'm glad that that word is getting out. It's estimated that in developed countries, between 10 to 30% of the population has a slight magnesium deficiency. I think that she's understating it, but if she's from official science and universities, I have never heard of Edge Hill University, but... Um, they often try to really soft pedal these things. They don't want to get in trouble for talking too highly of nutritional supplementation. Um, let's see, related to 300 enzymes. Is there anything really new here? It's just a good reminder, I think. I see in my in my one, it's promoting a life extension magnesium cap. Uh, I'm, you know, deferring personally. I use the innate, well, we used to use the innate response. They changed it and added some synthetic magnesium. I still use and recommend the mega food magnesium because it's truly a whole food form. It's not as high quantitatively as some of the other forms of magnesium, but it also doesn't elicit bowel intolerance. So you don't get loose stools or diarrhea with it. Although if you are constipated and you want to elicit diarrhea there, that's one of the safer ways to do it. uh, And you can move on, move on through, but there are other ways to address that as well. But there's also again, topical transdermal delivery of magnesium. In some cases that can be very beneficial for local uh, magnesium delivery and magnesium, of course, critical, uh, for ATP production with, with copper. So when we talk about adenosine triphosphate, the energy powerhouse of the cell mitochondria, we need copper and magnesium for energy. So if you're low in energy, that could be obviously a magnesium deficiency as well. Uh, let's see anything else jump out at you in this thing. People are going to want to eat more chocolate, probably <laughs> rock. Hey, right? right. That is great. Mm-hmm. Makes his chocolate cake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with chocolate. Mm-hmm. Life extension magnesium. Yeah, that's what they're f- promoting. I'm sure it's a right. form, but I've yeah. used their fish oil before, but not um, not the not the magnesium. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's good, and we've talked about magnesium a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we're talking about internally or topically or whatever, but it you know it works. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now, Ula wants some chocolate cake. Ula, are you coming to the Next Steps conference? It's not far from you, Lake Lanier Islands. Just come on down 85 and cut across. You don't even have to go all the way to Atlanta. I don't know if you're going to that, Ula, but that'd be a good reason to bring me some more pierogi because you don't have enough to do. You know that. And you'll be done with the Silver Aloe Gut Recovery Protocol by then as well. I'm just suge- just a, a mere suggestion. Now you don't have to do it, but it'd be great to see you even if you don't bring pierogi easy. <laughs> uh, so did we get all the addresses for those that won super duper prizes at the uh, AMA uh, last Saturday? We still waiting uh, a couple of uh, addresses so we can send everything out. I think I still need Lorelai, Lori Harvey and Christy Doherty. Okay. So if you know those people, let them know. Terry, Leslie and Ula sent theirs in and I forwarded all three of those to you. Yeah. Ula's excited because yeah. she won a, a super duper backpack from our friend, Dr. Daria 
and yep. uh, it's a beamer backpack so that's gonna be cool she's loving that so i haven't i haven't put put that in the mail yet so we're working on that but that's the fun stuff too when you support us directly if you can even as little as five bucks a month through uh, patreon not only do you get access and sneak previews to a lot of things before they air but a whole lot of history you have access to as well as when we do our amas whether you attend or not you have to attend to win stuff though and we do them once a month and it's usually a couple hours or a little bit more and we just have a great time each time it's getting better I mean, what a family community that's developing. And speaking of the family, can you put up the uh, the family union event that Leslie is hosting in Missouri in uh, July, the weekend of the 14th through the 16th? I mean, we're going to have music, learning, healing, homesteading, a lot of practical stuff. I don't see pie on that list. Well, because she doesn't want everybody to come, just me. Oh, but, I see. Okay. But yeah, food. It's under food. You just don't see it there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's going to be amazing. In addition to other events, uh, super Don, remember we have that one in Las Vegas in September, the biomed expo. I want to get that up in the uh, upcoming events. Tab. Do I have a banner on that? I think I sent it to you. I that was one. Of course you, did. you sent everything to me. I just but don't know where one, any of that, it is. Yeah. That one was recent and that was coming through the one you have too much email for me on, but biomed oh. expo would be the, be the okay. term to look up. I need to, I need to write this down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie will be cooking for those that are interested and we are all interested. So for sure, for sure. All right, folks, we are in the uh, home stretch here and heading to the bonus round of the Robert Scott Bell show today. Uh, for those of you who enjoy the show, and if you're here, you probably do despite the clicking sound that apparently was coming through my mic. It's gone now. So okay. we reset. Yeah. It. That's good. Uh, I would just say, please share the show. If you're new, especially if you like it, you dig it and you think, Hey, this is pretty cool. And we are uh, getting new people, new and listeners and viewers all the time. You know what? If you, if you're listening to it and you go, God, you know, that annoys me or man, I wish you would talk more about this stuff or you guys really suck. <laughs> we love those. I, we want to hear that too. Yeah, we really do. I mean, I'm, I'm not even joking. I mean, you know, because listen, we do what it is that we do. And the only way that we know whether we're doing a good job or doing a bad job is by the input that we get. Mm -hmm. Or when we look up and there's like one person watching the show, then we'll know. Yeah, that hurts. Ow. Ow. All right. Almost time for pie. Well, no, it's actually a few hours away, but we're going to take a quick uh, brief pause. For those of you listening or watching live, 60 seconds, we'll be back. And for those of you on the podcast sites, there are numerous ones besides Spotify and YouTube where we're banned still. Uh, you'll be... Just a click away, don't click away, uh, from the bonus round, because the power to heal is yours. Well, we got a practical message from Jim on the break. If you guys sucked, I wouldn't listen. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, no, look, we, we, and look, we appreciate that. We really do. Yeah. But we don't, we're not going to sit here and pretend like we know everything, you know, or at yeah. least I'm not. Uh, yes. Mr. No. Oh. Rude. Pat posted a rude picture. Anyway, it's funny. <laughs> uh, in the chat room, live, if you're watching. By the way, Super D, I noticed, again, we're still temporarily apparently banned on LinkedIn. Uh, so we probably have more room to send it out. How many more places can we send thing, our video stream out through Restream if they're not going to pick it up? Well, okay, the way Restream works is that there are, are basically partners uh, that, that Restream has that they uh, are able to seamlessly just 
connect to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, unless they've come out with some new ones, and I'll have to go and check, but I, but I don't think they have. Um, okay. We are basically, we're on all of the ones that, that we can we're use. compatible with. Okay. Our show is compatible with. So there's um, no other way we can get onto others at the moment. No, because it's a thing where, where Restream has to have an agreement with that platform and then it's a part of their service so but it goes out live on rumble though a lot of people are picking it does it yeah and that you know now that one's a little different because uh there are some platforms out there they use what's called an rtmp mm-hmm. um connection yeah where you know uh, you, you get the the info from the from rumble it's like what happens every day i have to go to rumble I have to go on and say, okay, I want to do a live stream and I have to put the information in on what the, the name of it's going to be and, and all that stuff. And then I have to upload a, a, you know, image to it and stuff like that. And then it gives me like a, a, a password and a, and a thing. And then I have to input that in restream every day for the show. So, and there's other platforms. Odyssey does the same thing. Yeah. Rideon does the same thing. Um, so if there is another platform out there that doesn't cost us an arm and leg that okay. connects that way, we can do that too. Gotcha. All right. Well, put it out there. Anybody's got something more. Uh, just going back, I think about the, the the image. I'm glad we were able to play that yesterday of mom dancing for her on her birthday. Oh, yeah. I still think that was so cool. While that movie came out in 1934 <clears throat> when she was born and she's out there at 89 dancing to it. The gay divorcee. Okay. Yes. Yes. That was the movie with, uh, I keep wanting to say Gene Kelly because it was Gene Kelly that my wife has a crush on or had a crush on. It wasn't Sing it, singing in the rain. Huh? Yeah, that was the one, the guy. But <laughs> this was Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Right, that's what it was. So, right. and and again, thank you, thank you, thank you, Baybury Oren, and Folium PX, dude. I'm telling you, this stuff is so good. Supercharged antioxidant, binding heavy metals, binding uh, radiation stuff. This is stuff is amazing. A three pronged approach. If you go to Folium PX, F O L I U M P X dot com, really good science to support it. And if we talk clinical observation with my mom. One of the greatest examples of how good that stuff is. If you haven't uh, invested in it, get the three-pronged approach. Give it a go. I think there's a money-back guarantee and everything, but the, the stuff's amazing. So, mm-hmm. folks, please give it a give it a try. FoliumPX.com. And I also want to take advantage of this time that we have together to uh, remind everybody about the commemorative silver rounds that we have available on the website. Oh, yeah. Show that. I, I will here momentarily. There we go. Now you have one of these. I don't have one of these yet. I got to get one of these. Yeah, I'm going to show you. Here's mine. So it comes in a nice little case. I'll open her up, and there she blows. And she's in a plastic case, uh, you know, protector. Uh-huh. I call it that. But here you go. If you can see that, dude, those are so cool. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> it's shiny. Yeah. I want one. It's a um, health freedom coin in support of uh, Health Freedom Limited Edition. And, uh, you know, you're never going to lose the silver that you have, yep. no matter what, that's going to be there. Uh, so if that you is get, super cool. Want to get that commemorative edition <laughs> silver round. And- so those are available and, uh, it, I, I would just, I would just get one. Not, yeah. not only do you have something that looks really cool and, mm-hmm. and are you able to get something that helps support the show, but. You're, you, you've got silver. I mean, it's it's not like it's, oh, well, you know, I, I bought this trinket, yeah. uh, you know, or something like that. I'm going to toss it in the, the you know, a desk drawer somewhere. 
Not uh, plastic from China. This is yeah. Crazy. It's it's you're 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 making an investment in a precious metal that mm-hmm. is going to be worth something uh, forever. So, just wanted to make sure I reminded you guys of that. And also, uh, you know, yesterday or actually day before yesterday was it day before yesterday when when my when the board wouldn't work and and yeah, I was right at the opening of the show too, wasn't it? You had asked if we could play. There was a promo that oh, we put together. Yesterday. That's right. Yeah, yesterday. It was with David uh, Avocado Wolf for the opening the show yesterday. Right. So, and, and we covered a, a story about how they, uh, for, once again, for the uh, 27th time, uh, did a study and found that our healthcare system sucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a promo that we had put together back in, I want to say it was 2009. We put a, a whole I, string I, of promos together. That's like 14 years ago. And, and you were, you're, to your point, it was like, really, again, they're admitting how much they suck and nothing has changed, right? Because they're investing in the same suckiness and saying, yeah, we'll make that better. Yeah. Or suck a little less or suck a little more. I don't know. But the reality <laughs> is back then there was an article that said, you know, healthcare, U.S. healthcare gets a D. A D. And for those of you who may be listening and have, haven't, don't, you know, have the, you didn't have the, the privilege mm-hmm. of listening to Robert Scott Bell uh, 14, 15, 16 years ago. Uh, he would go on these rants sometimes. Not, no. it, it, yeah. No. And they're, and they're, it's, I don't know. I, I listen to these things. I'm like, who is that guy? I know. Uh, yeah. And I would catch these and I put these together in promos that we would use to promote the show. Like uh, we'd send them out to other radio stations and, and things like that. Um, and so it's here good. is, I was only on what two to three hours a week at that point on one day, so it was easier to catch me in a rant. You were a three-hour show at one point, then they cut yeah. you back to two hours, mm-hmm. um, and you were on every Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And so, anyway, so here this, we did a promo, and it was about the healthcare system getting a D, uh, and it was timely yesterday. But I guess we can replay it now that that the the technology is cooperating. Here is the promo for the Robert Scott Bell Show from two thousand nine about the healthcare system. Getting a D. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The U.S. healthcare system gets a D. That should be D for duh. I mean, who's not surprised by that? The U.S. ranks at the bottom among industrialized countries for life expectancy, both at birth and at age 60. The Democrats think that giving more power to the federal government to regulate and fund it will make it all better, right? This is the argument now. We got a D. We need more government. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. This federalization of disease care, you know, all of this, the devastating news, we got a D leads to what? More government. And I feel like I'm repeating myself for my longtime listeners. I'm sorry, but I must because the programming or let's say the reprogramming or let's start with the deprogramming is still necessary. A pharmaceutical monopoly does not a healthcare system make. I can't believe I have to say that. The voice of health, freedom and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Well, there you go. Dude, man, that was all you. I didn't know that, that all that was going to happen when I did those things. That that was that's what made you uh, refer to me as super non, and I got a kick out of it because it was like, <clears throat> here I am producing this show, right? Uh, mm-hmm. For yeah. for this this guy Robert Scott Bell, and uh, the show was just like it was cool. I dug it, and I was just like, you know, why can't I take? all the stuff that I've learned to do for these other shows that I was working on. Cause we had, I mean, 
I mean, you can see I've got a bunch of them up on the wall here. Tons and tons of shows at the network and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to take some of that stuff and I'm going to put it on this show over here because nobody seems to be paying attention to this show over here for some reason. And so I would come up with these things like this and stuff and you'd just be like, well, how did you do that? Yeah. Where did that come from? It was wild. It was, it was fun. Still it was amazing. Fun. Yeah. Oof, man. Pat's been only listening since for 10 years. Yeah. Only a decade, Pat. Where were you? What, what took you so long <laughs> for everybody that just showed up today? I'm like, what? Yes, there's a lot of history here. And uh, did it, did my voice sound a little higher at that point or something? My voice hadn't broken yet? Ula says a, high, a little higher tone. Mm. Was it the microphone setting maybe? I think it was the same RE20. I've had these RE20s since, uh, well, gosh, early 2000s when we got yeah. these. Yeah. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah. Carol says it should get an F, not a D. Yeah, it hasn't gotten better. You're right, Carol. It's probably an F now. Angry vegan rant by RSB. Did I have angry vegan rants? I don't recall angry vegan rants. Just rants that might have had a little anger tinged to them. Yeah, that was cool. Very cool, that history. So anyway. <clears throat> Happy anniversary to Ron and Carol Paul. I just noticed that. 66 years they've been married. Oh, cool. Yeah, what a couple. What an amazing couple. Ron Paul, Carol Paul. And Ron Paul wrote, I think, the forward to at least one of Jonathan E. Mord's books. And Jonathan E. Mord wrote some legislation for Ron Paul when he was in Congress as well. He's well-suited to be in the Senate. Jonathan E. Mord. E. Mord for VA.com. If you aren't already supporting him, check it out. I don't know if they published uh, my endorsement article. Have you? I sent it to you, right, through Skype? Yes, I think you okay. did. I hadn't had a chance to look at it yet, but dude, I don't know if you have a chance to do anything, but to show up for the show and all the other things you do and this help that we need. Is I good. have, I have been a bit overwhelmed as of late, but yeah. I am, I'm making some adjustments. Mm -hmm. It's just taking me a little time. That's all. Yes. I think that was noblius. Yes. You found it. Yeah. Although it's, it's, it's like a thing for selling stuff. So I, I didn't. Well, I mean, it's like a, it's a, a portal, like a, an Amazon. And yeah. Okay. So what happened was you were supposed to get a second email with the portal okay. information. Okay. I'll send you that. Yeah. We can look at that. Cause that could be really good. Everybody's saying, what are you talking about? Why do we care? <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. Sorry. This is, you know, a little bit of inside baseball sometimes in bonus round. We just, or, or anytime we just kind of decide to go there like sidebar or whatever it's called. So what do we got going on tomorrow? Good question. Uh, let's see. Showtime tomorrow. Is what day is the week? Is it today? Are we on Tomorrow's Wednesday? Thursday? So we should have you more in hour one. That'll be exciting. Yes. And then Melanie Marden. Yeah, she's got a new book out uh, on her journey to overcome cancer. She's oh, cool. a she's a fireball. She's really she's a dynamo. She really has a lot of great energy to bring. And I'm looking forward to having her on. I met her at the Red Pill Expo, and she's a cool, cool lady. So we're looking to have that on a discussion. Let's see what else. We'll have links to her book, of course. Yep. And then yeah. on a Friday, Laban Ditchburn and Vera Sharav. Wow, what a show. Have That's any of y'all be been show. watching Vera's new uh, documentary? You know, on how the parallels of uh, Nazi Germany years leading up to it yep. are happening again today. We'll be talking about that. Hopefully we'll have some sneak previews for it for those of you who missed it. A little bit so we can show on the air on Friday as well. And it unless you guys got questions or comments sometimes we do shorter bonus rounds than others 
Pat says, no, RSB, your voice was higher because you were a kid almost. (laughs) (laughs) My voice barely was breaking at that point. It was a while ago. It's aged from all the cigarettes I haven't smoked. (laughs) That's that's how your voice got so deep. No, I had a deep voice. uh, I just, for whatever reason, I just, because, you know, the smoking years for me didn't happen until way later. But, um, Mm -hmm. and it was just, you know, it was for a few years, but. I, uh, I had a, I've, I've had a, a bass slash baritone voice for ever, ever since I, uh, you know, got to that part of my life Mm -hmm. It runs in the family. Yeah. You were seven years old when your voice broke. I know you were an overachiever. No, no. But the cigarettes didn't help it. That's true. Yeah. Not so much. So anyway, all right. Well, I got nothing. You got nothing? I got nothing. What I do have is a granddaughter that's going to be here in about uh, 19 minutes. Are you guys got to watch the grandbaby or what's going on today? Uh, Autumn is coming over. I don't, something's going on. Uh, my daughter has got to go do something. So I'm going to watch, watch Autumn for a little bit. You know, when we were talking yesterday with our second hour guests, that husband and wife couple, mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking about your family because you guys have done some good work at repopulation compared to some. You know, with your kids and they have kids, that's a good sign. Yeah. I mean, there was very big concern. Five, five, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, technically six grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. That's look, you know, there's hope for the future with uh, Don Naylor. um, (laughs) So we can have, I mean, there's, yeah. And I'm sure there will be more eventually. But, Mm -hmm. Thanks, Ula, for being here. We got to have our Polish power present, as we did with Aga. She was, uh, uh, you know, originally from Poland for about five and a half. She said six years, and then moved to Sweden. Uh, so that was good. Pat loves your voice, by the way. Well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So if that's it, that's it. I'm gonna probably go pick up my daughter from school, get some uh, uh, calls done and other work done today. Uh, we're gonna be uh, debuting. Uh, for the first time, the full episode, if episode, I mean, the full documentary, uh, Utah Safe and Effective, question mark, an apolitical documentary about vaccine injury, COVID injury, and also what went wrong and maybe some solutions. And as soon as we have the full-on links for everybody, I'll let you know. We, we played the uh, the preview of it as well. And I'd love for you to share that. And, of course, anecdotals or any of these others. Um Vera Sharav's documentaries, share this with people that maybe not here yet, help them to see what they may not want to see, but maybe they're more ready than you think. So don't be bashful about sharing some of these links with, with uh, some friends that are on the fence or not here yet. So with that, thank you, everybody. God bless you. Appreciate you. And God willing, we'll be back less than 22 hours from now. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Play some music.